Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Echoes of New Eden. I am Taylor Rick. With me is Rosalind. We do not have Rambo this week. Rambo's got some stuff going on. He's moving. Uh, his birthday was yesterday. So we're going to give Rambo all kinds of shit about how he mispronounces things. I think he does it on purpose, but he really plays it off well, Rosalind. He really does. I mean, he's he's quite a corrector. <laughs> Potato, potato, tomato, tomato, Rambo, Rambu, Ram, Bramba, Rambo, I don't know. But he can never pronounce Terran. He always says Terran or T-Rain or T-Ran, but it's Terran. And that is our first big announcement tonight. I've got a little little audio clip here to play from our good old friends at Terran Federation. Here we go. <laughs> Sixteen months ago, our beloved Federation was shattered. Not from the bug menace chittering throughout the stars of Fountain, but from ourselves. In that time when cooler heads should have prevailed, they instead fanned the flames of self-immolation, scattering our citizens to the most ambitious alliances in the region. And with their newfound strength, many of those alliances wielded our citizens, diamonds forged under the relentless pressure of the bug menace, to eradicate each other. And from this arose an underground network of stalwart citizens who once again yearned of the days of old. Events were put into motion, stages were set, and the whispers of the return of our glorious Federation were used to distract the brain bugs in Delve. While many of our former troopers spearheaded the assaults, burning their hives around them, until likewise, they collapsed from the same internal pressure that fermented amongst our commanders and fountain. Today, Troopers and citizens of our beloved Terran race, we return. This is an all-points bulletin to any and all troopers logged out, patiently waiting to engage the largest login trap in the history of New Eden. The time is now. Install the latest update, dust off your Vexer Navy issue, and join us as we sweep our ancestral home of latent nests, hives, and colonies. If the first Fountain Wars were considered the golden age of New Eden, then let this be our renaissance. Come on, apes! Do you want to live forever? Do your part. Join a Terran Federation Corporation today and become a citizen. Service guarantees citizenship. That's a great ad. That's a great ad to come right out of the blue. I mean, what did you call it when you listened to it the first time, Rosalind? I love it. This is like the best pre-war declaration I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially with where they dropped their first sob, which if you didn't know, is all the way down in the middle of GenFed space. So welcome. <laughs> welcome back, Terran Federation. Boom. So, <clears throat> all right. So as we move in, we got a huge show for you tonight. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to cover. Obviously, everybody has read the patch notes for the April balance update from last week, like a million times over at this point. So we are going to cover those, but we're going to cover them a little differently. We're going to talk about uh, some thoughts, some strategies, some tips, some tricks, how you're going to actually use some of these patch notes to your advantage, to your disadvantage, uh, opponent-wise or not. How it's going to change doctrine for people, all that kind of stuff. No, Jeopardy's not tonight's snack, so I'll get into that in a minute. So I do have an outline, though, that Rambo left me because he doesn't trust me to, to just do whatever. So he's gave me this nice outline here i got this paper right here in my hand it's he's he's perfect I mean, he faxed it to me it's handwritten it's beautiful he spent time on it and now i'm not going to use any of it there it goes goodbye 
So. <laughs> Drop that in the circular file. Yeah, we're just going to make sure that nobody knows about that. Here we go. So, uh, first things first, we are going to go right into some of these dumb Q&A questions. You know me, I hate these Q&A questions. Um, every single time they're stupid. So, here's a couple of more stupid ones. Uh, first one, after building a ship, these are both from uh, last week, by the way. So, after building a ship, will we ever be able to scroll down on the ship's info page and see the builder of the ship? Kind of like a signature of a painting. You know, they said at some point that they would do this, that if a corporation built a ship, that they would put that corporation's tag onto that ship. I recall them saying that. And of course now NetEase's pollen says, thank you very much for your suggestion, but we wouldn't consider adding this to our development plan for now. So they've nixed that completely. Not that this was something everybody was asking for, but it would have been cool, NetEase. It would have been cool. It would have been cool. I think this is probably more a technical issue rather than a, rather than a flavor or design driven uh, yeah. direction yeah i mean stackable things like ships you know don't lend themselves very well to have uh, each individual item inside that stack have a different uh, a different skin thing. technically yeah mm. it would basically be like applying a skin which why couldn't we just have a skin for each corporation and all that skin is is translucent but with your corporation logo on it somewhere corporation skins have they've got to become a thing eventually they do uh, I believe this is one of the rewards uh, from one of the recent events. Yeah, so. a couple of the events have have custom skins that you designed. That, that like the first one they did that with the inscription of the galaxy thing for the um, Sov contest. Uh, they still haven't awarded any of those yet, and they haven't even reached out to the main corporation who won that event, Gra G R A, who has still heard nothing from NetEase about it. So, but we'll see. We will see. But you know, I mean, there's sure there's ways they could probably do it, but right now, not in the cards. Too bad. Uh, next question. I think faction battleships need more range of electronic modules. For example, Vindicator needs more long <laughs> web and, and warp disruptor. Barguest needs more long scram disruptor. Is it, it is impossible that frigate cruisers battleships have same range of electronic modules. Yeah. Okay. Have you not flown a Vindy? I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wilson comes back and says, we wouldn't increase the range for Vindicator and Barguest because we don't want to see battleships being that powerful. It would be very frustrating if frigates have no resistance against Vindicator and Barguest. Actually, what the fuck are we talking about? If these people just, not only have this person never flown a Vindicator, uh, Wilson has never flown one either. See, this is what I mean by stupid questions. You understand what yeah. I'm getting at? I mean, this is I, just... I feel like this is somebody asking a question that works at uh, IGN Gaming News uh, website. <laughs> And it's just Googling Eve Echoes. Uh, I should ask about uh, this ship. Throw in some words. Yeah, I mean, a Vindicator is a very, very powerful, very powerful faction battle cruiser, And it's about to get even more powerful because they're nerfing the damn thing. So, I don't know. I think rail guns, large rail guns, are going to wind up becoming a doctrine somewhere. Whether it's a Rook or a Vindy or what. But we'll get into that. All right, so yep. third stupid question of the week. Are there plans to increase corporation and alliance sizes? Ah, here's a good question. This is actually a good question. Because in my mind, they do need to increase the corporation sizes and they do need to increase the number of corporations in an alliance. It is like hell having three or four alliances right next to one another that are all in a larger coalition or federation and they can't talk to one another in alliance chat. Absolutely. It's just hell. Um, but of course, 
we know what NetEase's answer is going to be. The sizes of Alliance and corporations are set through data analysis of both PC and mobile games. Thus, there is no plan to modify them in the short term. So, which means ever. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what that means. I I think they've they've set an idea based on an arbitrary number, and that answer just sounds like, uh, yeah, our design guy doesn't want to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see them see this. This is what make the Q and A fun, is if they did it while they're drunk, right? And they just answer maybe, with shit maybe posts. They're already doing that. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's why the answers are what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Lynn would ask me, "What's my current? Uh, what is your opinion on the server war? If you mean the actual like war war, then yeah, we're getting into that. Uh, I don't know what you mean by server war. If you mean like meme war, I, I don't know what you mean. Um, please clarify, Linwood. Okay, final question. This is a good question, too. So I guess there's actually two out of four questions that aren't total shit. Um, Carrier and Dreadnoughts have been out since November. Only one event for their nanocore since then. Will you be introducing any new nanocores of these ships in Concord Store or future events? Preferably through Concord so it's accessible to all players. Yes, don't put it in the goddamn scholar points. I'll just fucking shoot somebody. Uh, and the answer from Mike Lee is, as you mentioned, it has been too long since we had something like the Neon Raid event. We will release a new series of Capital Nanocores in the near future. Stay tuned. Oh, excellent answer. Excellent answer. So we're getting Capital Nanocores that everybody can have uh, coming soon. So that's fantastic. Uh, I cannot wait. That is that is going to be that's going to be slick. Something to get those colors going. I've I've seen some really great schemes out there. I think I saw a chimera with with all kinds of flashing lights going on the top. I mean, if you're gonna fly a capital, it better look badass. Yeah, I um. So I've got a capital. I've got a carrier, and it's it's the best looking when you put that neon rain core on it. I wish I had the neon rain core uh, for the carrier for the nithawker. I mean, oh my god, that's sexy. That is sexy because the equalizer stuff is on the flat part of the roof, you know, and now the thing doesn't look like a rusted roof anymore. Now it looks like the roof of a rave. It's just fantastic. Um, love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I want that so bad. You can't trade yeah. those. And, and I think that's the next thing they really need to do since they're going to get to a point here come what, uh, yeah, the Grimace core for the Phantasm was excellent. Um, when they get to, um, what is it, May when the first Concord uh, Nano course came out was May of last year? Isn't that right? I want to say about a year, yeah. Yeah, so we're almost at a year. So guess what that means? That means all the nanocores they put out before, are they going to recycle those? Or are we just going to get new nanocores every Concord pass from now until infinite that are all almost all the same? <laughs> that sounds like a lot of art design and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe just release some of the old ones. You know, yeah, exactly. Just recycle. Just rotate and recycle. Um, and that would be great. I'm, I'm all for that. But... You know, please give me the capital ones. I want those real bad. I want the neon rain capital like yesterday. So, okay, that was it on those. Um, then we've got, I got to go pull it up real quick. Sorry. There is a player run event that's going to happen. Uh, that's going to start on April 10th. This is sponsored by OG and it is on the test server. So this kind of gets into a little bit of our balance patch stuff. Uh, that we're going to be discussing tonight. But we do have um, that test server really happen. I think it opens on the 9th, right? So that's what, uh, Saturday? Coming yeah. Coming up real quick. Coming up real quick. So in PM Blue, if you're in the audience, uh, tell us, does that mean your Killmail thing's going down 
for uh, the duration of the test server being up since you can't tell the difference between the two when you're trying to parse them from the images. Um, someone's got to answer that for me. Maybe ping PM Blue and see if you can come answer that real quick. Right. Can um, get in here. That does sound like the easiest way. Yeah, to I think so. That, uh, keep that uh, class. These people aren't throwing, uh, you know, 35 million, uh, you know, rigs in their hole, blowing it up and sticking it on the kill mails. 35 million? Or, or throwing all your rigs in your cargo hold. What was these people were doing where they were buying billionesque rigs? Going to hold them, them ransom for $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how he's going to handle that, so I think that he should probably take that offline, but we'll see. Um, so that's one of the player run events coming up, and then, of course, we had patch notes this week as well. I think these are actually put into the announcements over on Eve Echo's Discord, which is freaking stupid. You've got a channel called Patch Notes. Let's put our patch notes in the announcements. My God, guys. I mean, maybe they don't – I don't know. Maybe they don't know what those words mean in English. Uh, so in this last update, this is the start of uh, season eight uh, for Concord. Um, they did. Uh, we do have the uh, inscription of the galaxy stuff still going, and this is a building event that's been going on for a while now. I think in, the person in the lead was either hit, uh, which is in no please stop, um, or hell to pay citadel. I think it's hell to pay, uh, and then legion that's in uh, silent. Those two were seem to be going back and forth for number one, number two spot here in the last few days. I didn't look at it. Uh, as of two hours ago when I was in the game. But that's been kind of interesting to see $100 billion in build fees. If you don't know about this event for the building, it is not how much you've built in terms of what the estimated value of the minerals and, and PI and the ship or structures are worth. It is just the button pushes. So to have $100 billion, two corporations almost at $100 billion, um, and button pushes in a week and a half, two weeks is just insane. So that is a lot of button pushes. I do love these yeah. competitions they're doing. Yeah, you know, it's some, something new every so often. Yeah, uh, for us to uh, really have something to wag in each other's face and say, "Hey, look, we're at the top." Right, and, and this one being involved in indie is kind of nice from the standpoint, and they're doing it before the big indie, indie uh, balance patch or update anyway in May, which is <laughs> good. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, I mean, being focused on India, if you haven't, if you haven't been paying attention to minerals uh, and PI ore prices and all of that on the industrial market in the last, I don't know, two weeks, um, you'd be surprised. Um, PI prices have doubled since the start of, since middle of February to now. In two months, PI prices have almost all doubled and mostly on ship PI, not on structure PI. Gee, I wonder why. It's this little thing called capitals. I remember when capitals came out, everybody just got so pissed off uh, about the capitals and the cost and how hard it is. And it's just impossible. And and I know it's expensive. It's extremely expensive. I mean, $150 million per blueprint, $150 million per button push. I mean, or whatever it is, it's, it's almost $300 million just to make one damn part. So <clears throat> it's extremely expensive, but people are doing it. And it is causing an uptick. Uh, in uh, prices and in my area where I'm at up north um, it is definitely causing a everybody's inventory to get totally stripped um, it is definitely uh, you better mind your ass off kind of moment so those Roycals coming in May can't come soon enough are you seeing the same kind of thing over in your neck of the woods as far as mineral prices go because I think it's different all around the map I I am so We've got a buyback program in my particular alliance, mm -hmm. and these prices typically follow what happens on a market. And uh, 
you know, I finally got back into building, and I said, I'm going to build me a couple of frigates. And I go up to, I go to buy some, some minerals, turn them into some ships, go to Jita, and find that I'm actually losing money because the the prices of these subcap ships are not really keeping up with the price of the materials. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not even worth buying a, you know, buying the materials uh, from my alliance anymore because I'm maybe going to make 2%. doesn't even cover the cost of the taxes. Right. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see things change. I think when updates come out, you know, balance changes happen, different types of ships become meta and such. Uh, I think the prices are going to start stabilizing a little more. Yep. Who knows? Maybe the auger will be a thing. You know, all <laughs> kinds of stuff's going to happen. I'm actually going to sit on these minerals and, you know, why bother building today's hotness if tomorrow it could be wildly different we'll see what happens yeah i uh i got some thoughts about that we'll get into that when we talk about this this balance uh patch but i got some thoughts about that so um for sure and then they did a couple of little nice optimizations uh this last week and a couple of bug fixes so um most of the uh, optimizations they did and i'm just going to skip the added to report function because why like it's everywhere you go there's a report function please quit what the fuck i just stop um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> But they did Do they some, want us to abuse this? I guess so, yeah. They did add some nice things for fleets. Um, automatic sharing of combat log to the fleet channel in settings. That's nice. Uh, added fleet orbiting, fleet approach me, fleet orbit me. I mean, these are great. Um, where was the fleet approach me uh, for our Guardian guys like, you know, seven months ago, eight months ago, last year? So that's kind of nice. really great ideas. I, I think we were testing it, I want to say this morning or yesterday morning, and when I test fleets we were running and found that uh unless you've got sorry unless you've got uh, uh the appropriate roles in the fleet others are not going to see your approach me command mm. which is a little mm. a little sus there like they've almost got this i think a few bug fixes maybe give it a month they'll have this approach me and orbit me stuff set up solid they're just just 99 percent there right now yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, they did say this was going to be the year of quality of life updates, and so far they haven't really disappointed. I mean, they've been they've been doing a little weird things here and there with splendid coupons and all that shit, but but there's been nice additions. Every other week when they do an update, there's been some little thing, and of course there's always been a hidden little feature that they don't even list in these notes, uh, but add it. Um, this this week's feature that they added and didn't put it in the patch notes is your inability to, inability to authenticate and log in for a whole day. So that was a nice uh, feature as well. That's a great feature. Well, hey, I think I got, what is it, 80,000 80, skill points yeah. or something? Uh, yeah. You know, one of my guys in my corp was like, oh, suddenly uh, I can uh, get all of my frigate skills done in one day. Hey, why not? <laughs> okay. What, le level one uh, skill? I don't know. Like what? <laughs> 80,000. That's like four hours uh, on something. <laughs> that takes. I got like 62 days on one one skill in my queue right now. It's, it's making me want to puke. Uh, okay, so then there's uh, tapping on a contact in the contact list now redirects you to private chat with the contact. That doesn't quite work the way they made it sound. And what happens now is when you have that little purple thing come up saying there's a new DM, you tap on that and it brings it up in the normal chat window where you would see like uh, your alliance chat, your corp chat and all of that. Now you see your private chats with whoever you were in private chat with, but it doesn't always go directly to the person who just messaged you. You have to go tap on them on the side to see it. And it's just kind of, it's a little clunky. Uh, take that back. Just undo that one. Undo that optimization. I think they're going to get there. I think this is another one of those things where it's 99% ready. Um, 
I do like that it's coming up automatically in in a regular style chat window. Hopefully soon this can incorporate the uh, uh, automatic translate button, which yeah. I think previously we didn't have it in that yeah. that weird you know chat with one person window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they can get some of that stuff streamlined, where they're using the same you know backend code modules to give us the same features in one part of the game that this should be identical to another and get that stuff streamlined. I think they're they're making the right directions. I mean, this is the stuff we were asking for. It is. It I is. I mean, it's not true. exactly this, but, you know. Well, we've we, all been we asking, asking for, for this. We've all, yeah, I don't know who was asking for this, but, I mean, we've all been asking for things to flow a little better um, and, you know, all these QOL things that we wanted. Um, so, you know, and if it's something that they can do that's quick and easy and, and they can just add it in and go without having to be part of some bigger patch, then they should do it. And this is hopefully one of those things that they just kind of tweak and make better because right now that part sucks. For sure. So then they said uh, some mid-slot modules that are currently unavailable in the market have been hidden. I wish you would do that with uh, skins that you can't use on ships that aren't in the game. Uh, I wish they would do that on Tech 4 uh, rigs that aren't in the game, but okay. They, they're getting there. They're getting there. They're they're setting themselves a precedent for success. <laughs> uh, Ever the optimist. Hey, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> This one I don't know about. Added a hide UI feature. Players can find it by tapping the gear button to the right of chat messages. I have no idea what that means. Does that mean the entire user interface goes away? I've been trying to figure that out, that one out myself. But God, I hope that's what that means because talk about a great screenshot. Because the camera thing sucks. I mean, it doesn't, but it puts the QR code. And I don't want anything. I just want a picture of just what's on the screen. I don't want all the other shit. But it's, I can't uh, get that to work. It's working so far. It it just feels like this one is this one is the miss for me because they've they've got that screenshot button that allows you to hide all kinds of stuff. But why also have a uh, have a picture like this that maybe allows us to take screenshots? Like now we're encouraging users to take screenshots in two different ways. I guess just seems a yeah. bit a bit non-optimized. Yeah, just two different ways. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't know why you'd want a QR code to share with somebody for them to what pull up your information. I guess I, I don't. I've never used that before. So someone tell me what that's for. Uh oh. And then by the way, when I'm reading these patch notes like this, guys, and I'm going through this big balance patch thing, I won't be able to see necessarily uh, on air chat. So if someone asks me a question, Rosalind, maybe if you're looking there while I'm reading some of these, um, that would help. Uh, so that I know, because I can't look at both places at the same time. Apologies. I am I am seeing Sanchez saying that there's a there's a resolution change when you're using the screenshot button, and 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 you're cropping you know garbage out of your screenshot. So maybe that is a good feature for this. Huh. Okay. Okay. They did do a uh, a quick little uh, buff. The basic salvaging range of all salvagers has been increased by two and a half kilometers. Uh, I don't know if that really makes a freaking difference at all, but okay. Uh, I've never seen anybody using salvagers. Do you use one? I don't have one because all of my splint, all of my tunes had splinted coupons of twenty nine thousand nine hundred and twenty five, and I just said fuck it to get to the thirty thousand <laughs> to get one. <laughs> so. <laughs> shafted again shafted again i didn't even spend any of them so whenever those things come back around i will be sitting on twenty nine thousand nine hundred and twenty five. 
because uh, I know they will. Uh, they lie. Uh, those things will come around. And when they do, they'll still be there, and you'll have them, and off you go. It'll be funny. Uh, that that's, leads me to a good question, though. How many currencies are there in this game? That is going to be a Jeopardy question at some point, I'm sure. That's a great Jeopardy question, because I wouldn't even know where to look. I can't even cheat on this one. No, it's tough. It's tough. There's so many currencies. Then they uh, improved the calculation method of capacitor stability on the fittings page. The results are now more accurate. Instead of being accurate, they're just more accurate. I, I don't know. I, I don't even pay attention to that. I didn't even know my capacitor stability was inaccurate. Yeah, exactly. I don't even look at that. But, I mean, if I'm going to really do fittings and test things out and play with it, I do it in the suite app. I don't even do it over. And I, until I'm, I just slap it together when I'm ready to go in the fittings in the game. But if I'm playing with things, I do that over in the suite app. If you're not using Sweet App, S-W-E-E-T, app, iOS, I don't know if it's on Android. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just iOS. There's a Discord channel for it, too. Um, that is an excellent app. If you're not using it, then you're wasting time and money trying to screw around with fittings in the game. It's much better. It'll do integrated rigs the whole nine yards, cores the whole nine yards. The guy that develops that's fucking genius. I can't do that math. Uh, then they did some fixes, um, fighter rigs not displaying, all that other stuff. Cosmic anomaly names um, sometimes being displayed inaccurately. I do find it funny every once in a while if I'm mining or if I'm ratting. All of a sudden, uh, I'm either gathering crokite for some reason while I'm ratting uh, or <laughs> I'm actually mining. And then uh, I miss um, a Serpentis uh, whatever <laughs> for zero DPS. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that'll stop happening. I don't know. I don't get it. All right, that's, that's it. That's how they do. Fix some stuff, stuff, break some stuff. I mean, if uh, they're making these fixes, uh, maybe they'll break drones at the same time. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, okay, so Linwood, you ask, are they going to have caps seated at each ITC on this? Okay, so here's how here's how this uh, thing's going to work as far as the um, uh, test server is going to go. Okay, because this is what they've done in times past. It's not like fulmination server. The test server is literally going to be a snapshot of some day in time this week. And at that exact day in time, uh, it's, a, it's an exact duplicate of the entire universe, everybody's tunes at exactly where they were with skilling, all of their money, all of their uh, hanger, whatever's in their hangers all over the place. It's an exact snapshot at that moment in time. It's like making a copy and paste of the server from one server to another. And so when you log in, it'll be whatever that snapshot was. So if you've got a carrier and you log in, you'll have a carrier at the same place it was. If you need a, car a carrier, then you can just go to JITA or wherever and just buy one on the market because they'll all be there. And you'll have either infinite amounts of money or they'll be worth nothing or I don't know. Sometimes they change that up a little bit how they do that. But what they've done in the past on the test server has always been a snapshot of your inventory. That's how that works. So that'll be fun. Get to screw around with I, stuff. I am hoping that they'll uh, they'll increase uh, where stuff is for sale. You know, put uh, 100 billion of every item at every station or every ITC or something like that. I, I can't remember which it was, but there were definitely modules last time that I was on test server that people went and just bought all of them immediately for <laughs> one ISCA piece. <laughs> Couldn't test them. Nice. Controls out there. Oh, I'm seeing the snapshots now. I'm looking over here real quick before we jump into some other stuff. Um, those are pretty. I do like those. Uh, I do like those Geddon snapshots. Those are. Oh, Sweet is on uh, Android. Nice. So very good. Yeah, and get ready for faction frigates to be a thing again. 
whereas they haven't really been that much lately. Um, they're about to be a huge thing again. We'll get into that too. Uh, do we want to do our ads real quick before we go into the war news and then go into the balance update? Uh, what do you think, Roslyn? Yeah, I'm thinking uh, you've got some great ads lined up. Uh, these are always a pleasure. If anybody here missed the uh, the uh, Tehran Federation at the beginning, oh, man. I'll play it again at the end. It's really good. Uh, not at the end of this uh, segment. At the end of the show, we'll play it again for anybody who missed it. Yeah. So we'll go through our regular ads. Um, here we go. Hello, I'm Damon Zell, your trusty hot news guy. Auxilis is a bot whose Kimmel parsing you can trust as much as me. With the ability to support every language NetEase does, and a 99.91% rate of parsing chip value for English killmails, you can be assured that your kill is being counted. You can also pay PM Blue to set up a global bounties through his new system on any corp list or location list. Find more info at auxilis.xyz. Good morning, good evening, and good night, everyone. Welcome to Fireside. Are you tired of ticks so small she say you ain't got no tick at all? Then what you need is to come on down and join the Council of Ricks today. We got everything. T10 Anomalies. T10 rallies. We even got T10 mining. You wanna kill some motherfuckers? Come on down, we killing motherfuckers all the time. Achieved YouTube. For people who want to achieve more. I am a gamer and I'm a father of four. My channel involves jokes, tips and tricks, podcasts and stories, as well as trying to give you that couch gaming feeling we all had back in the days, you know, before internet. So if you want to improve your gameplay or way of playing your games today, I'm right here. And my community discord are created to involve everyone to take part in enjoying a healthy gaming life. After I became a father, I lost touch with pretty much all my gaming friends. And playing on mobile as well as the computer sometimes, I still felt alone. I didn't really have anyone to talk to or share my gaming progress with. This channel is my way of making sure that if you are in the same situation I was, you can simply join us and experience it all anew. Subscribe and join now. Let us be your couch gaming friends on Achieved YouTube. All right, I love these ads. These ads are fantastic. Um, we need to get more of these ads in. So if your corporation is listening to this right now and says, hey, damn, I want one of these ads on there, then you go make an ad and you talk about killing motherfuckers all the time and bring it on and we'll play it. It'll be good. So <laughs> Rosalind, where's Blap's ad? Oh, we did have a Blap ad here a while back. I got to put that in rotation. Oh, but it was terrible. It, it was. was it was horrible. It was it so was bad. really bad. Yep. Come kill Blap. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what the ad was. That's it. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not an audio engineer. I just pushed the uh, you know Windows audio recorder. I actually have a uh, speak and say where you uh, you know pull the pull the string on the clock looking thing and it spins around. The cow says. <laughs> that's for that's for the space cows. That one's for the space cows. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. The Ooh, cow gonna, says moo. I'm gonna have to. Rec get a soundbite of that you the are cow says cta <laughs> yeah the pig says uh for hogs of course you know 
<laughs> uh, that's one of the one things I just love about this community. We have so many freaking characters. You know, we've got so many different uh, creative people and part of this community, not just the content creators, but just the people that play the game in general and the variety of names people use for their characters, um, the Citadels. And yes, uh, there is a Citadel in the game called the Citadel of Ricks, and we don't currently own it. So one of these days, we will again. <laughs> I'll just leave it like at that. This is justification for like a world war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Only it won't be much of a war with where it's at. But anyway. Okay. So let's talk about uh, wars. Um, obviously with Terran Federation back and with where they dropped, um, that's going to cause uh, all kinds of friction. And it already has down there in GenFed space. Uh, while I don't have anything uh, concrete um, from, uh, yep, you, that's, that's right, Hawkeye, Mercury Rising. Uh, anyway, well, I don't have anything concrete from Terran about any of uh, the GenFed stuff that's going on. There is no official war declaration between the uh, Terran Federation and GenFed. There is another war going on uh, that started up and got really hot really fast this week. And it all happened when, and you can listen to a good breakdown of this that PM Blue did, where he got information from both sides, uh, from GenFed, RETC. Uh, so he does a good breakdown. So you should go listen to PM Blue's uh, war report, Oxalis, over on YouTube. It's a good good job. So, oh, TF is red, last I knew from Damon Zell for GenFed. Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, anyway, so what happened is uh, RETC was involved in some sort of Rome or whatever uh, with a bunch of people, and there was only like two or three RETCs in the fleet. They shot a GenFed pause, I guess, somewhere. And instantly Mama said, oh, RETCs declared war on... Uh, on uh, GenFed uh, structure warfare. So let's go kill them. So uh, that's what GenFed decided to do. They decided to fleet up and go take on uh, RETC, all of GenFed, um, massive fleet. Yeah, go for it, Linwood. Uh, <clears throat> and then as soon as, um, as, soon as that happened, uh, No and Silent said, yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not do that and decided to go in and try to defend Ret C. And that's when Mamasaurus Rex said, well, no, we're not really going to structure war with, with uh, Ret C. We're not doing that. And too late, you've got an entire uh, coalition now from the North uh, that was fighting GenFed. And it started with just, yeah, we can go shoot their pauses. And then it was, no, no, I'm just full on structure. So that's what it turned into really fast. And we started seeing coalition fleet uh, roams that started this week. And it's, it's a large coalition. I'm not even going to go into how many people are uh, are involved into it. That's, you know, whatever. You can figure that out when you get into fleets and you fight them. But it, it's more than just no and silent and uh, our good friends honk. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And if you it's, look at what GenFed is right now, they are bloated. Uh, it's a huge, it's what, 10,000 plus pilots? I mean, it's just, it's it's the start of another blue donut, which as we all know, is uh, something that no uh, specifically says they do not want to uh, do not want to see. So Linwood, are you saying you want me to read these on air or post these? What do you want me to do with these? He's texting me stuff right now. And that just... that sounds like a very Linwood thing to do. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Either yeah, or. This is... Okay. This this is going to be a very interesting uh, interesting turn of events uh, this last week and a half or so as as things get shifted around. 
you know, I find myself in the middle of a uh, a diplomatic space, if you will, uh, that I've never been in before, and I don't know how comfortable I am with it. Uh, you know, last time I was part of a 30,000-person coalition, and <laughs> it fell apart. So, yeah, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, man, there's a lot. He keeps texting me. <laughs> Show them the truth, brother. I believe in you. It starts. To, yeah, let's. I'll just take all of these and post them. Um, so give me a second to do that here while we're talking. But that's basically how this whole thing started, and it's an entire. Uh, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. So let's see if I can. Uh, I'm just gonna go through and see if I can copy and paste them real quick. Uh, this might take me a second, guys. I apologize. Here's the first one. Oh, that's not gonna do it. Let's see if I can do this faster this way. Yeah, it's an entire conversation, and then Linwood got blocked. So, <laughs> so go. That figure. is, that is kind of how it goes. Uh, it is how it my goes. alliance server. We've just tagged him with "shut up, Linwood" as his corp <laughs> tag. <laughs> Over on tag. ours, uh, the uh, alliance executor for uh, uh, Care Bears is uh, Maldives, and so on the server, everybody always changes his tag to "kick Maldives." So <laughs> no one wants to hear from all these anyway. Um, okay. I think I have them all picked up and now I can just go through and copy and paste maybe on air here I'm doing oh, Sorry guys. Yep. Here we go. There's number one. Here is number two. And just be forewarned, guys, if you send me stuff like this, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to post them into a public chat for everybody to read, and then I'm going to talk about it live on the air, uh, which isn't exciting sometimes. I apologize, but uh, it is what it is. This is how you get the information out. I think it's important, too, from a standpoint of people need to know how, you know, let's be transparent. What are your intentions? What are you trying to do if you're really trying to? bully someone into joining your uh alliance then do it if you're if you're not then then prove that you're not or say that you're not and then back up those actions do what you say you're going to do and it'll all be fine oh boy and, and however <laughs> it however it goes i think world war three is fine you know i mean what's this what's this game without uh without plenty of wars to fight. Yeah, there's always got to be something, you know, and conflicts drive wars, uh, tensions drive wars. Uh, there's got to be something to fight over. Um, and, and sometimes it's just personalities and people's individual thoughts that's got to be uh, that's got to be talked about. So, yeah, there it is. Everything's posted. You can see what Ramasaurus Rex was saying to Linwood um, and how all that went down. Um, like it or not, there is now two coalitions in the game, uh, Genesis Federation being one in the south and then the No Silent Honk, uh, Red Machine. I mean, there's a big list there of people who have said, yeah, I know they're all in our, our coalition server that's been created to do fleets. And those fleets have been going nonstop. I mean, in the first day, six carriers were killed uh, just within half that day's fleet activity. So it was fast. It was very fast and furious. And I don't know how that's going to stop. I really don't. I think it's going to stop when there's a breakup, um, kind of like there was with Panth. So... I did see someone screenshot the other day. Uh, Sun Banana got back on and then posted in local. Where my alliance go? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if that was real, made up, or what, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> That's fantastic. 
that was pretty good. So, <laughs> I did see a sun banana up in Ned. Uh, I think it was this morning. Yeah, there he goes. Sasha <laughs> just posted it. <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh, I know he left the game at one point because he was sick and ill, so that part's not funny. But everything else is, so we can laugh at it. Yeah, I don't know where this is going to go. I think it's going to be very interesting to see, especially with uh, balance patch, uh, things changing. Um, there's, just, there's just so many things going on in the game right now. It's a good time to be a pilot in, in EVE, in New Eden. Um, I'm excited all the way around for it. Capitals are just all over the freaking place, both being killed and doing the killing. Um, I think people are getting more comfortable with it. So, yeah, the whole meta is going to shift massively in the next four weeks. So. Mm -hmm. I I'm I'm hoping all this is gonna drive the prices of minerals up through many big ship deaths. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping Maddie isn't gonna be <laughs> the top of the most expensive kill we ever see. You know. Oh, he is right uh, now. <laughs> he is for now. I'm hope I'm hoping that'll change. I'm hoping I'm hoping we'll uh, you know break uh, 150. Uh, <laughs> 150 billion cap kill. <laughs> Woo! It could happen. Yeah. Let's see it. Stick Get out some, there and uh, well, smash some caps. Compression will be a thing again, so maybe some compressed uh, playgroup class will be in there, and <laughs> that'll do it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah, oh boy. yeah. We'll see. Okay. Uh, anybody have any questions about the war stuff going on? It's definitely uh, drama, 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 which is the one thing I always try to avoid, but it is uh, it is what it is. So if you've got any questions, we'll answer those right now, and then we're going to go right into the balance patch. The balance patch, the balance patch is going to be exciting. Yep. Definitely. We'll see. Maybe my uh, Mauler 2 Guardian will actually have a use. Yes, Silent's official policy at the start of this was defensive deployment for Ret C, which instantly uh, escalated. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. So... Yep, that was the start of it. Yeah, Th this is all I think. This is probably one of the most confusing wars I've ever found myself in the middle of. I mean, Red Sea is 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 well, my sister corps, not in the alliance, but it's our cousin corp. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like kissing cousins, and we're like, okay, let's let's go defend. Uh, you know, being called on for a CTA to go forty jumps in the other direction. Oh boy. Yeah. And so, yes, no and silent are blue to one another again. And what's funny about that is when I told my guys that uh, the other day at the start of all of this, they were like, oh, you mean the guys that were just roaming us the other day and shot down a Vindy and a Mac? Yes, those guys. Um, so anybody that thinks that there's like this, even though we're not blue, there's this silent partnership between silent and no is is very vastly mistaken. Um, the way that this plays out with, with the relationship between the two is, um, if, if we're both needed to do something, then we go and do it together. And when we're not, we're not, and we will fight each other and we do regularly. So that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Oh, Damon Zell's here. He's late, but he's here. Welcome Damon. Hopefully you're, uh, drinking again. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, just woke Great. up. Okay. So you're not drinking yet. <laughs> splash some, uh, splash some Jameson in that coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get caught up, buddy. I mean, it is true, Atticus. It is nice to see a little Eve Echoes drama because uh, it does make uh, – it's interesting. I mean, we're talking about it, right? We're spending an awful lot of time t talking about it. So it is interesting. 
but you know drama for the sake of drama i don't like uh, in this case though it's uh i don't know what blap's official stance is uh rosalind you tell me yeah um if anybody it's probably an, an open secret ret c was part of blap uh, mm-hmm. after the last terran federation war um <laughs> and so of course they've been our best friends ever since yeah Okay, so, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll see how that plays out. It'll be interesting. It does get a little confusing sometimes with some of these fleets when you're flying around and you're actually in a fleet with somebody and they're neutral. So that that's interesting. That's happening. <laughs> so that's that's this is probably my, my least favorite part of big ad hoc coalitions is randomly getting some guy who's blue to you shooting you in the middle of your fleet because <laughs> he doesn't know who he's supposed to shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and lately we've had some some blues in the area that uh we were shooting anyway. Uh cuz they why are you here? They don't respond. Nah, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, Damon just put it up a diplo thing. It says, "Everyone, Terran Federation accepts responsibility for delivering the chaos upon the server. A lone crab just walked just wanted to do his part. However, we are busy killing bugs to help out in this civilian squabble." And Beck says, "It was all Ret C." and crab news six just puts up the terran federation logo there you go so yeah i don't think that there's anything uh between uh tf and uh and silent at this point um you know friendly pvpers against one another at this point because uh terran federations has got enough on their hands that's with where they're at what they're doing so that's fine they got they got to rebuild they got to have some time so it wouldn't offend me if tf decides to get mixed up in the middle of all this uh I mean, uh, the return of the uh, T-Rain Federation is just—it's uh, <laughs> it's exciting. Well, there's They're, nothing. Those, those are fun folks. As as uh, as Rambo often says, there's nothing like a good three-way. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he yeah, means a three-way fight, but whatever. I get the point. <laughs> I haven't seen a great three-way fight since maybe Syndicate. So if we can get some of those in Sob Space, that sounds fun. No, it does sound fun. That does sound fun. And then all of a sudden, everybody's shooting the Citadel, including the owner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been to some of those where you show uh-huh. up and uh, I'm going, uh, am I supposed to be shooting or or not shooting? Yeah, just start shooting. <laughs> <laughs> eh, shoot it. Yeah, and live stream the event. That's that's even better when you can do that. Okay, we're going to move right into the – oh, uh, let's talk about this real fast before I go into the uh, balance patch. So um, – as you guys have known, if you've been listening to the show the past couple of weeks, we have been doing a Jeopardy game and getting a little bit better about it. For the for the second round, it was a little bit better than the first in terms of you could actually see it on YouTube, so that was great. Um, and in those Jeopardy rounds, you can win money. Uh, for a 10-point question, that's actually $10 million. For a 50-point question, that's actually $50 million. And uh, the winners, uh, well, any, any, everybody would win some money on that. Uh, even if uh, they didn't win the actual game itself. In our first round, Snacks, uh, who I thought was here earlier, I don't know if I see him on the uh, chat anymore, uh, won that round. So he now goes on to our championship round. Uh, And then last week, uh, Rosalind, you won that round. So you go on to our championship round as well. So next week, we're going to have uh, round three. So come on up to the show live. Uh, X up when the time comes for Jeopardy. We're going to take three contestants next week. We'll have the same 
prizes where we're going to, it's basically a billion isk that's going to be passed out, win or lose. Uh, you'll earn some of that next week. You just got to answer at least one question, right? That's not so hard. If you've listened to some of my questions, they're, they're actually not that hard, uh, even though some of them are trick questions, but <laughs> I do my best. Uh, now let's talk about the championship round, which is round four. If you make it to that final round and you face off against Rosalind and you face off against uh, Snacks, here is what you will win. Okay, there's going to be four. There's obviously you'll win the money, just like we've done before, but you will also have uh, daily doubles. And in this case, we're going to have four daily doubles in the championship round. Each daily double will be double points. So obviously, that's if it's ten million and it's a daily double, that's twenty million. As well as a ship, it could be a Providence, the freighter, not the area. They're worth about the same. <laughs> It could be a Balgorn. It could be a Macarial. Oh, man, oh, man. And it could be uh, an Armageddon. I think those are the four ships. Providence, Macarial, Balgorn, Armageddon. Those are your four ships that you could win in that round. And I might throw in um, a bottle of Quave somewhere. We'll see. <laughs> just, to, just to fuck with people. Um, so we'll see. But it gets even better. That's not all. You have the chance of winning one of all four of those ships. Or if you win the whole damn thing, guess what you get? What do we get? A dreadnought. Hang on, I gotta mute my mic for a second. You said a what? A dreadnought. I'm not Good gonna say which Lord. dreadnought it is, but dreadnought obviously is a Nagle four or a revelation or a Phoenix, the worst one out of all of them. Or uh, what's the fourth one? Uh, the Moros. One of four dreadnoughts is your grand prize. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> and that all comes from Kronos, who is talking right now in uh, Alliance chat. Those are all ships coming from him. All the funds that we have for these Jeopardy shows. And, of course, the ships that are going to be going up in that final round all come from Kronos. So thank you very much. Um, you are a true hero and patriot, and we appreciate your support of Echoes of New Eden to make that possible. That's going to be a gigantic championship round. I can't wait uh, to get into that. That's going to be great. So, uh, That's fantastic, Cronus. Thank you so much for sponsoring the uh, sponsoring the event here. Yep, it's good stuff. So, so Rosalind, are, can you fly a Dread? Uh, I will. I will be able to fly a dread. Yes, I will do that. <laughs> oh, I love this. Uh, Want to sell Captain Busy Vinzi replica hat? Five hundred billion plus shipping. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Where's my ahoy there? I had a, uh, I had an ahoy there, followed by a really loud "fuck you." <laughs> I need to get that clip on here. That's perfect. Good timing for that. Thanks, Sancha. Making me laugh. Love okay. <clears throat> so that's the big announcement on the Jeopardy game. Make sure you're here next week for round three because that's your last chance to get in for the final round. And, of course, make sure you're here for the championship round, which is going to be huge. Uh, I'm going to hype that over the next two weeks. Rambo's going to hype that over the next two weeks. Uh, you should be back for next week's show. You better be back for next week's show. Um, and we will go from there. Yeah, it's going to be huge. It's going to be very huge, very large, like what's in my pants. Okay. Believe me. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> Bigger <laughs> than China. Okay. <laughs> China? 
All right. And Snacks will be stoned, so he's going to win. That's what that means. <laughs> we're building a wall, and we're going to make Gen Fed pay for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's good. All right. Let's get into these gigantic uh, notes. Um, balance adjustments instructions. I'm not going to go through um, this. I'm not going to read it like we like uh, some guys have been doing. I think at this point, everybody has read these all the way through and talked about them ad nauseum over the last week. You've probably listened to Benzie go on about it for an hour. You probably even saw, like I liked what Big Skillet did. He kind of broke down his five things he loved about it um, and some of his takeaways that he didn't like about it. Um, <clears throat> so let's first talk about the adjustments of modules rigs uh what is going to drop where inquisitors scouts dead spaces that kind of thing they are adjusting some of that and what i love about this is they're adjusting it to actually be based on the ships that are actually flying uh, those those faction ships that are actually using those modules like so you know lasers would drop where lasers are supposed to drop uh, auxiliary rigs would drop where you would think they would drop um in angel space which means i lose them but whatever it makes more sense right it's, uh, so, it's rough but it makes sense it is rough, but it does make sense. So if you don't have that breakdown, um, I know I have that somewhere. Uh, I have a breakdown of it that I can probably post that shows. It was posted on Reddit. Uh, does anybody have that where they they had the whole breakdown of what was going to get changed? Oh, is this the one that's it's got the left side and right side, left old, right new? Yeah, uh, yeah. Reach the, uh, you, you know, I've got that one sitting around here somewhere. It's it's informative, but I, I feel like for me, I don't, Here I don't it is. pay attention too much to the prices of these. You know, I'm looking at this and I'm going, what am I taking away? This is, this is a whole lot of data here. I definitely don't care about that last line about where the whole uh, rigs are going to drop. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Inquisitor and Relics are trying to make those a little bit better. Um, that's good. I just posted that breakdown. I'll pull that up again real quick. So, like, if you were getting if you were getting dynamic fuel valve in uh, Sancha and Serpentis space before, Serpentis space isn't going to get it anymore, but Sancha still does um, because that's what the ships use. Uh, Sancha ships use dynamic fuel valve, and apparently Serpentis doesn't. I don't know. I didn't quite notice that before, but sure. Uh, but the, there's a couple of it's, if you look at the overall breakdown, it's fairly balanced, but there's a couple of really glaring problems here, like drones, blueprints for drones only fall in Garista space now, nowhere else. I wouldn't yep, call that a balance, would you? You know, maybe this is intentional to, uh, you know, make Garista's uh, space uh, is something worth uh, roaming through and looking uh, looking for inquisitors to uh, go steal, or maybe this is intended for the uh, residents of uh, Garista's space to uh, just sort of focus on what they have here. I think um, I think my takeaway from this isn't so much that it's a balance. I think my takeaway from it is to a make it a little bit more realistic, and b do exactly what you just said: give you a reason to go somewhere different which we already had before, but it was way heavy one to the other. Now it's spread all over. If, if, just glancing at the check marks there, it's spread all over the place. It's just gotten chopped up and pushed around. Mm -hmm. In some ways, it doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it is what it is. Uh, it, but, but it does, for the, for the very least, at, at least it does uh, make you have to go to some different places, um, give you something worth fighting over again. So we'll see. 
<laughs> they yep, want to yep. make it more lore friendly. Yeah, or loot friendly, right? Um, I do enjoy going and looting other ple- other people's uh, stuff, so that's fun. Okay. Inquisitors and Relics, we talked about that. Um, you know, they, they've got a lot of work there to do with the Relic and data sites. Um, they did put a third uh, mid-slot into the Explorers, um, which is going to make uh, the data and Relic sites great with Explorers, um, which is wonderful. I don't know why they couldn't do that before. As I mentioned earlier when we went over the patch notes from this week, they did make a change to one specific thing uh, on a ship, so why couldn't they have done that before uh, with the Explorers? I mean, that could have been done like within two weeks of the Explorers coming out. The ship is literally called an Explorer. <laughs> so... If if they're finally giving it to us, you know, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take, take it, it and decompose a rig drops, you know, leaving Serpentis space. I'll take both of these things. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. It's fine. Uh, let's see, uh, data science. Ca- okay, capital cosmic anomalies. Capital ships are different from regular ships. Did you did you know that, Rosalind? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like carriers are just gigantic, slow, uh, 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 you know, drone boats. They don't feel that special, but hey, you know, yeah. they are big and impressive. Uh, <laughs> I, this is like one of my favorite takeaway lines. Capital ships are different from regular ships. Um, they are adjusting those as well. So it's not just a matter of affecting the anomalies and what they drop in the anomalies, but it's also affecting rallies and capital ships, uh, capital ship specials. That's basically what they mean with that cosmic uh, capital cosmic anomaly, those two types. Um, what drops there will be more akin to what those ships are using, uh, which does make sense uh, in some way, shape, or form. I want to see the capital anomalies, uh, I don't know, maybe get a little bit, quote-unquote, better. Uh, or more, like, I don't know, there's got to be some sort of a mechanic that makes them spawn, but I can't figure out what the hell it is. And it just, it's like, I'll go a week sometimes without one spawning. And then all of a sudden I'll get one, I'll clear it, and another one will pop up in 30 minutes. I'll clear it, another one will pop up in 30 minutes. I'll clear it, and then I'll go a week without getting one. And yet nothing has changed. Like, it's just strange. So it's it's one of those mysteries uh i think there's a lot of urban legends out there and <laughs> i'm fine with that you know just to try to guess try to figure out how this works just like back when people were trying to guess about into and belts and then somebody figured it out uh, yeah yeah maybe there's a mystery here and maybe it's just random you know we'll just leave it at random yeah then we've Afraid got the, Bob. yeah then we've got the big um update to interceptors and this is going to cause a little bit of conversation here so um I think everybody at this point agrees that the way that the interceptors are uh, are definitely overpowered. You can, if you use them correctly, fifty of them can just take a whole damn fleet out, and you can't stop them. And they can go right through your bubbles, which is fine. That's what they're for. Uh, but they're a little overpowered. They're faster than everything else. They're faster than faction frigates. Uh, they've got more DPS than some faction frigates. Um, it's a little bit of uh, they're they're a little overdone. Um, and it's about damn time that they that they've you know nerfed these a little bit. So essentially, what they're going to do is they're going to take the velocity down for interceptors, uh, and they're going to take the DPS down. They don't give us any more details than that. Frankly, I'd like to see them just drop a high slot, make it two. What do you guys think? Think it two high slots is too much? Do you think uh, a drop in the DPS buff is enough? Because if they just I'm, go from a from a percentage buff of six to say five or something stupid like that, then they didn't really actually decrease their their DPS. That's just insane. 
I'm thinking any change that puts interceptors in the place where uh, a destroyer assault presents a serious credible threat to them, I think that's where it should eventually lean towards. You know, what that is, I mean, there's a thousand ways to skin this cat. But they should, you know, inter interceptor pilots should know that when they see a certain class of ship on, on field, especially a rare ship like a destroyer, they should start to think twice, rather than just going, it's an interceptor, eat this thing to, to tomorrow. You know, yeah, that's how I, I feel. mean, I fly my if you just look at the name, an interceptor, what is it for? It's for intercepting something, right? So going through a bubble is fine. That's a good, that's a good trait for it to have. Uh, but being a fast tackle is what it's there for. A fast tackle, that's it. So its ability to put out more DPS than some faction frigates is insane. Um, that doesn't make it a fast tackle anymore. That makes it a faction frigate. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I'm I'm all for lowering the uh, maybe take one gun away, make it two, um, and make it more of a fast tackle. And and I'm okay with them uh, having nano cores to be able to long point somebody at 40 kilometers. I'm okay with that as well. I mean, that's that's what the ship I think is is supposed to feel like. Like deep down in my gut, it's supposed to tackle people, and that's maybe scout, you know. That's okay too. I don't think it's his primary role, right? But it it shouldn't be there to kill everything and then moonwalk away. Yeah, yeah. And on the destroyers, um, they need to make those faster. I don't remember if, uh, reading in these patch notes where they specifically said destroyers were going to get faster. They do say interdiction destroyers are too strong at intercepting, which I just had to fucking laugh at. What in the hell? This is one of their biggest misses. This is when they're talking about interdiction. And they're talking about um, taking the uh, destroyer interdiction bubbles and making them not last as long, but maybe making them bigger. Well, what the fuck? Does that, that doesn't change a damn thing then, does it? That doesn't change anything. A, I don't think that changes anything. That's a really weird, you know, line to straddle. You know, if they want to, if they want to muck with destroyers at all, they're gonna have to either, you know, ask the audience, maybe ask the community what we think, you know, rather than just doing it in a vacuum, or or play test it, right? Yeah. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Maybe maybe destroyer bubbles in their new fashion will be crazy, good or bad, some sort of crazy. We'll see. I don't know. Um, this is a good time, though, to bring up that there's a form over on the Eve Echoes Discord right next to where they posted these uh, April balance patches, and it's called the Eve Echoes Balance Update Feedback Collection. Uh, I would encourage every pilot to go in here like, I don't know. I don't know if they'll allow you to do it more than once. I haven't filled it out yet because I want to wait until I actually play around with this before I do it. But uh, I would encourage every pilot to go in here and give your honest feedback of it and really lay it out as far as what you want to see um, changed with this. It's it's our time to, to, to put it to them. And if they respond and actually do listen to us a little bit and make some changes based off of this feedback, then, hey, we got something here. You know, we got something at that point. So, yeah, let's, let's give them something to go on, something to talk about, uh, you know, other than the inevitable Linwood going in there and trash-talking Jen to the developers. Because, you know, that'll happen, but let's also give them balanced feedback. Yeah, and uh, Nathan Explosion does have a good point. Just lower the DPS number, leave the guns. They're taking speed away, too, so we will see how much easier they are to kill. You know, this is the thing about balance patches in this game that makes absolutely zero sense. Let's wait an entire year and make one big old patch, see how everybody thinks about it for a whole other year, and then make another patch. Like, they got to quit that. This needs to be 
very incremental little steps one at a time do a little something here see what it looks like over the course of a month or two and then do something else if you need to or leave it alone and go to the next thing i understand them not wanting to change everything at once uh which is what they're about ready to do so what whatever I, it's, <laughs> it's what they say one thing and then do another i don't know so so this this came up uh just recently in my alliance of which i think it was like this morning somebody was saying you know when are we gonna start feeling like we're out of the beta for this game feel like this game is actually <laughs> out fully of the beta fleshed. and you know i know that's been the joke for a long time but now they're getting to another balance update maybe they're gonna start doing regular balance stuff like you know eve online has like every other mmo out there has rather than just big huge chunk changes where your beta version 0 0.2 0 0.3 and instead just be they don't even need to make a big hula blue about balance. They just quietly rebalance stuff like every other game does. Yep, yep. That that would feel like a like a mature game. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. It's like little iterate. It's a scientific method, right? You go through it step by step process. You make a little change. You observe what that change does. You look at the results. You make it a change again based off of the results you just achieved, and you just one little thing at a time. I think it would make everybody a lot happier than this we don't know what's going on when it's going to happen how they're going to do this and then when they do it we know we're stuck with it for how forever year so but they're also doing the same thing with the cruiser interdiction spheres where they're going to make those uh, i don't know what they're doing there increased fuel cost i guess is what they were saying um those are going to be larger bu larger bubbles as well uh making them easier to operate is what they i don't know they're not hard you hit a button what the fuck uh so I don't know. I, I think I think that they were really going to do something with assault destroyers are still the strongest nemesis to enter of interceptor frigates. Are they smoking crack? That was the second line in this whole thing. That's just <laughs> insane. I mean, you got to be kidding me. They don't play the game, obviously. So who uses an assault destroyer? Who uses a tower assault and kills a Condor two interceptor I, or a Condor interceptor for that matter? I've got my Corex Corex assault, not the two, but the one. And I hard spec'd my uh, my indie character because you know done with mining, done with reprocessing. I said, what else am I gonna do? I hard went into the Core X two or the Core X one assault, and really just haven't haven't found a niche for it. Yeah, it's just meh. Bradrick makes a good point. I mean, what ships in the game have two high slots and we actually actively use them? <laughs> they're called <laughs> they're called destroy. They're called. <laughs> interdiction destroyers <laughs> uh, they only have two high slots but you know I get it <laughs> alright next big thing so I don't know how that's going to change so obviously with the scepters I think they're going to become more of a tackle ship as opposed to a DPS ship that's great we'll probably stop seeing scepters coming into mining belts uh, just one scepter or two scepters even coming and trying to take out barges because they just won't be able to do it hopefully they don't have the DPS and uh, you know they won't be able to do it anymore. Um, we'll see. They'll be slower. So that means, I don't know if that, when they say they'll be slower, does that mean that their warp and alignment time is going to get slower? Or does that mean their overall speed? I think it's just their velocity that they're nerfing. Because they're, they're nerfing the velocity of everything in this game, which also makes zero sense. Because all you've done there is made everything slower, which means I'll just start using Ox Rigs 3s instead of 2s <laughs> and go faster again. Drive um, the price up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, 
did we really think that the speed was getting out of hand of massive fleets? Um, I don't know. I don't think the speed was getting out of hand in PvP either, but whatever. I've seen some doctrines like to push for more speed, more speed, more speed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you do uh, it at the, at the cost of being able to turn, so then that just totally yeah. screws you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, and, you know, there's only so far you can push that, but we'll see. We'll see. Everything gets we'll slower, see. then there's just more DPS on target. Getting to the next thing, so shield fields. So I really like what they're doing here. I like it's a very different thought. I hadn't really thought of this before. But um, changing the, the shield field resistances a little bit, um, making it to where that, that guardian is now moving a little slower, as well as anything that's inside of the shield field is moving a little slower, and that guardian can't warp away. Uh, no warping while, there's, while the bubble is up, which, thank you, that helps. I don't have to have an interdiction uh, bubble up around me all the time either. So just in case I get a disconnect in a, in a fleet, right? So I kind of like that. Um, I know a lot of people probably won't, but but I do kind of like that. So if you're moving, and it does it does probably make that bubble easier to hit from a, with a dread. <laughs> so uh, I, that, that's a kind of a running joke that dreads can't hit anything, uh, but uh, true story, they can, um, as I've tested. Uh, so, but you know, and shield fields are breakable, guys. It doesn't take drones to break them either. I got news for you. So, and it doesn't take dreads to break them either. So, they are breakable. There, there's definitely options out there. I, I think this change with shield field, uh, you, you know, hopefully is going to just be a little bit more added, so that shield field is not the singularly most important module that a fleet fight yeah. has in their inventory. Um, yeah. I mean, when I look over all of these things and everybody talks about changes and the meta is going to shift, and it is, it's going to make some major changes. Um, major changes from the standpoint of having a lot of work to do to go through and get to the next meta. But overall, at the end of the day, from what I'm reading from all of this, there's only a couple major, major changes to the meta. Um, in large fleet battles, uh, drones are probably going to go away. Fighters will still be there because you'll have carriers, but they won't have huge numbers. But I think drones will go away simply because of this pulse bomb update that's later on in this balance patch as well. But I think the speed is still going to be pushed as much as possible. And I think the shield fields are still, even with this nerfing, is still going to be pushed as much as possible because none of this in here addresses the armor link issues, really. Not enough to make you all of a sudden flip to armor. I've heard a lot of people talk about wanting to flip to armor. Armor's going to be great again. And now we're going to be using, no, no, you're not. You're not simply because the one thing that, that really stops armor from being great, well, there's two things really, but the first thing is, is if you're going to have an armor link, it's got to be in the squad and it only affects the squad. So now you've got to have one in every single squad. Well, it's five of them. You just lost an awful lot of DPS in, in, a, in a full fleet. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is if everything else that's being hit inside of that squad is getting primaried, even if that ship isn't, that's a shit ton of DPS that's now coming into the one ship that's providing the resistances to everything else with that armor link, and it's going to pop. <laughs> so you don't even have to target the fucking thing. <laughs> so that That's going to make it a, a, a scary prospect to fly that ship. Uh, if it turns into this gigantic target where suddenly they're hit kind of like how shield field guardians uh, get hit, 
And if they're getting hit that hard, oof, you, you're off the battlefield. But we've seen it work with Battlecruiser Guardians, um, right? So, yeah, yeah. You know. that armor's great for small squads. You know, you got 10, 15 guys, 20 guys going to go out in a small little realm. Um, armor can work great in those kinds of setups. Uh, and I'm all, I'm all for that. I've done a little playing around with that. We've done a few roams with it, testing it out. It's good. It's good. It's not, it's not easy. It's tricky, but it's good. Um, so, but at the end of the day, I still, I still like the old shield field better. And I think it's probably going to remain that way too. And I think what we're going to see is just a little bit of a slowing of fleets, uh, increased amounts of DPS on target and, uh, and, and the need for more logic. Cause what do you do if your resistance is on your shield field change? Well, you just add a few more Lodgy in there. <laughs> and then what do you do to try to uh, counter that? Newts, brawling, getting into the bubble, literally just running into somebody. Well, what do you do to run into them? Well, you have more speed. So here we are again, right? We go right back to the old conundrum. What was I said this before. What was true of this game when it first launched as far as your tactical advantage in PvP? What was true day one? Speed. We always used to speed tank because all we had was frigates. And then as soon as we got destroyers, we tried to do that forever uh, and then gave up. <laughs> and then went to cruisers once we got to that tech level and everything was up for cruisers, right? Um, so it's all, it was speed in the beginning. It, it's speed last year. It's speed right now. And it'll still be speed when this balance patch is over because the physics of the game haven't changed, whether that's transversal, trying to serpentine somebody, getting outside of range of webs. All those things haven't changed. So, yes, and the answer to everything is always more logic. So, more logic. Yes, and also, by the way, don't put seven heat sinks on your ship. That's very bad. Uh, <laughs> that was also another keeper from this whole thing. Uh, I'm going to skip over the encounters uh, stuff with high sec and all that. That's, I, I have nothing I to wanna, add to that other than what I want to comment on this, actually. Please do. If you want to comment on it, go ahead. I, I love that there are these three lines where they're talking about Kapsler's completed more than 61 encounters daily, 51 to 60, 41 to 50, using violation script <laughs> more than 99%. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is a lot of people scripting and cranking out encounters. And I like this approach there. There sounds like what they're trying to do is instead of trying to counter the scripting by detecting scripting better, right? Because that's just going to encourage yeah, better yeah. and more sophisticated scripts. They're just nipping it in the bud and saying, well, this activity you, you used to like to script to do, now you're not going to like to script to do. And that's that's kind of okay with me. So I actually come from a cyber background, and we look at the same thing. Mm -hmm. You can try to get better than the bad guy all day, and it just becomes an arms race. Or you can put your valuable goodies somewhere where they don't, or change the type of valuable goodies you have so that they don't want to come get them rather than hide them better. I like this. I'm sure they're still working on their anti-script uh, stuff in the background, you know, all their anti-scripting, anti anti-botting. But now they're just making it so they say, okay, you, you want to run a script? It's not actually going to be that valuable anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. That's, that's going to be nice. I mean, a lot of people are bitching about this, but legit, I mean, 41 to 50 encounters, only 0.46% of players actually do this. So, I mean, how many people is that affecting 1 out of 200? If 1 out of 200 people complain, meh. Move I'm, on. Move on. Speaking I, of moving on. I don't really know, or maybe I don't understand. Someone can tell me, what is it about the high sec uh, 
islands and the mission running and the basically the grind with no I mean I get it that there's no downside when you're in high sec running a mission and you can't lose you can't die and you're just sitting there making isk how does that someone explain to me how that negatively affects the overall economy now granted if million if, if a couple thousand people are doing it and they're doing it every day that's one thing but I mean what does what does that actually do to negatively impact the market? Taking, because what I've noticed is as they've gotten better and better at getting rid of these these bots, as they've gotten better and better at uh, at banning and picking up on script running, um, there's more, there's fewer and fewer banned accounts every week. We're now down in just the the triple digits, a couple of hundred or so. Whereas we were in the thousands and twenty thousands at one point. Um, during that time as all of that's gone down and gotten to very small numbers, uh, Plex just keeps going up. There's not maybe enough this, Plex in the market. Maybe this is the intention. Um, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing the word inflation popping up here in chat yeah. a couple of times, right? And Transia and Bradrick. And I think that's always been a thing that the EVE Online dev crew, right, uh, CCP, mm -hmm. has been, you know, going hard in the paint to keep their economy under control because they know if the con if the economy runs away in one direction or the other i mean there's a thousand directions it could run away and if it does that that game is done it's toast and yeah, that's kind of yeah. the same with us I and mean, the pvp is fun but i can go play soccer if i really want to just pvp and it's free <laughs> i mean yeah i'm fat and tubby but uh i could but i also like the fact that i can feel like a sense of accomplishment I don't exactly know how this causes inflation, <laughs> but I love it does. This, I love this comment from Damon Zell. Oh, God, this is great. He says, he tagged me. He goes, because players are not allowed to have fun and find alternative ways to earn ISK. Damn it, if players want to want more ISK, they should buy R and convert to Plex. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Tack uh, devs 2022, yep. That's that's the truth. I mean, they, yeah. they're... They've got to look at every aspect of this game and see how they can monetize it, uh, maximize the monetization while minimizing uh, how much we scream and kick a fit uh, and and don't pay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's very easy. They could make more money by just attracting more players into this game and getting players to come back into this game. And the event that they did with their returnees and the returning players and that whole thing is just a total fucking waste. I don't. It doesn't. I don't think that's doing anybody any good. Um, I don't quite, I don't quite understand that. So it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's a miss on that one. <clears throat> I do like what they did with the corporation tax rate thing. Uh, that makes total sense to me. So you can't have a corporation that's just run by bots <laughs> pulling in all the money. So that part's fine. So. Okay, moving on. Um, restriction to daily encounters, combat commendations, corporate tax rates, others. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, they brought up the whole Scorpion thing. Um, and I guess this gets into uh, the Scorpion and some of the Empire battleships um, and making some changes there. Things like the Typhoon adding a mid-slot, Apocalypse getting a power reduction consumption, Armageddon increased the number of low slots, uh, enhanced the scramble range. So Ageddon is now suddenly going to be... <laughs> pretty op uh they're making changes to large rail guns so now rook and a vindicator is going to have better tracking um i don't know i think this is one of the things that will probably change in the meta there's there's a brawling fleet meta uh the tempests are used or just you know something that's up in your face a large heavy tank and as much dps as you can up close and personal 
as Benzie would say. And I think a rook is probably going to, uh, is a rourke, rook, whatever, uh, is probably going to wind up in someone's doctrine somewhere. I think that's going to be a fairly formidable ship. Um, and, I and, hope so. And, prob- and the Geddon already was before, but then again, it was for, for kiting. And I think kiting is done. I think that's the other major meta change that's going to happen. I think the heavy kite and the, 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 tr- the trying to kite somebody at range with drones uh, is done because of this pulse bomb thing. Uh, every battleship uh, doctrine change will have at least in one of their high slots a pulse bomb. That's my speculation there. I, I definitely hope we get to see more rokes, rocks, and rooks uh, out there on the uh, battlefield and people's doctrine. Those are beautiful ships. Someone post a laser scorpion. What? <laughs> scorpion two with with pulses. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, well, hey, don't laugh. I used to fly a scorpion that's laser fit still has its laser rigs on it sitting in Ned oh, and I haven't touched it in like six months <laughs> oh lord <laughs> well I mean anything's better than missiles I'm very biased against missiles so they take too long to get there uh, they're just slow they their DPS gets applied but gets spread out whatever it's I think the math part of it that's complicated that makes me hate missiles I think but they anyway. look cool Meh. They do look cool as they zigzag all over the places if they can't find a target. <laughs> <laughs> like if you zoom, out, zoom in on your bomber and when it launches, the missiles go in every single direction. Like something out of Gundam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, missiles have their place. Medium missiles, medium rapid missiles specifically, um, might go away as well. They were part of a doctrine, uh, several doctrines all over New Eden. That'll probably go away as well because you won't necessarily need them for what they were there for, which is anti-drone, anti-frigate. Now, if your frigates don't have the, if your interceptors don't have the damage that they used to have before, and they're really just there for tackle, and they're going to wind up being all long-range tackle, 30, 40 kilometers, cord or not, um then your medium rapids aren't going to be of much use in that case. And you're not going to need them against drones because no one's going to be flying drones because that's what your pulse bombs are going to do is take those out. So those are some of the other little changes too. I don't think medium rapids will stay a huge thing either. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, any, uh, okay, go ahead. Not, not go for it, man. So the Blackbird and the Celestis, those aren't Empire battleships, but I liked how they put both of those <laughs> into this same uh, column. Sensor strength and some other attributes have been substituted, resulting in a marginal increase in their abilities. Now, one of my biggest complaints about um, this game is the lack of E-War. I mean, I know it's there. We have tracking disruptors. Uh, we have sensor dampeners. Uh, but they kind of suck. I mean, a, a tracking disruptor is actually okay. But, I mean, a sensor dampener, you have to literally have somebody targeted before you can turn the fucking thing on. How stupid is that? They've already locked it's you a, by the time you turn it. <laughs> it's it's a fun idea, and I've <laughs> I've I've gone out way back in the day before you know Pantheon fell apart with a with half a squad full of uh, Celestis uh, during CTA stuff, and our idea was to just give a big middle finger to you know a single Hurricane Lodgy or something, and it just never turned out. Celestis is. It's a cool idea that they just didn't quite, it's yeah. not quite working. They should change those sensor dampeners to where uh, they're just on. You can just have them on, period. And they do need to change the, uh, 
your targeting range instead of it just being a thousand freaking kilometers. It needs to be way shorter than that. That would change things up quite a bit. That would be a huge balance patch change. It'd be a very target easy thing for them to the map. Yeah. yeah, just targeting across the map. The bigger the ship, the longer the range. The smaller the ship, shorter the range. Sensor dampeners can be turned on and just left on. Just like you have a defense mode left on or whatever. Yeah, a full-on dampening field, something like that. Ooh, you could make one that's like a command burst. Yeah, yeah, you could just do it that way to where it's always on. It's in your mid-slot. It's not really a sensor dampener, but it's some sort of e-war command module where that's all it's doing. It's tra tracking disruption. It's, it's all of those things, sensor dampening, all those. But you can only fit those on certain ships like a Celestis or a Blackbird. That would make both of those ships great again. Um, faction ships, um, since we're nerfing uh, the, the speed of um, interceptors and making interceptors more of what they're supposed to be for, which is long tackle and scouting and ability to get through bubbles, I also think another change that's going to happen in our quote-unquote metas or our uh, doctrines is going to be the return of faction ships, faction frigates, which are now cheap enough in my mind to be um, a doctrine ship. Faction frigates don't cost anywhere near what they used to cost. Um, it shouldn't be that difficult to slap one together and call that a doctrine ship. Now, maybe it's a Dramel because it's getting increased range. Maybe it's a Mordu's Legion ship, which was really expensive, but I doubt that. Um, but I, I think that I think the uh, faction frigates are going to become, if you do it right, and you can, I think you can, uh, make them more of what the interceptor is now. Um, you just don't get the uh, someone's posted a whole bunch of stuff. Cheap as fuck. Yeah, Dramel. See, I mean, it's cheap. It's totally cheap. So that would be your new replacement for what the interceptors are doing now when you have a 50-man fleet of Dramels. Think of what that would do. Mm. Sounds good to me. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. I want a whole bunch of worms that just have high slots that are, even though drones will be dead, so I guess maybe this won't work, but that would still be fun. I still got to do the baby kite thing where the two high slots are remote <laughs> shield reppers <laughs> and they're just for repping sure. each other. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'd but, love uh, to actually be able to bring a crew or to a uh, yeah to a fleet and yeah. not be told by the fc go home your ship dumb yeah no i mean yeah i talk about really sucking the life out of everything on on grid you know 10 mm. crewers that are always there that'd be great Ooh. that's another way to get rid of your shield field module you just dive bomb it and nude it dive bomb it and nude it all to hell that's right so it'd be scary Good stuff. I mean, uh, and there is a little bit of talk of the whole kitchen sink doctrine where there's all these different things now and all these different variations that the, the spread of what you have in your doctrine gets really crazy and spread out. And I think that's a mistake. Don't fall into that trap. If you're going to have something that's a doctrine, it needs to, there's a lot of things that go into a doctrine, but the biggest things in my mind are simplicity, ease of use for your pilots, because you just have to assume your line pilots are stupid. And I say that as a line pilot, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're there and they're also quasi there sometimes in your fleets they're almost afk <laughs> so it has to be it has to be something that's simple for them to use affordable for them to get into and those ships have to work together it's one of those things where you can kind of overpower uh one ship um in terms of what it's going to suck out of its own capacitor and power grid because all the ships combined have group caps things like that they necessarily wouldn't work by themselves, but they do work in tandem. And the more different ships with different fittings you have stretched out along that, the less likely they are to work in tandem. Just my thoughts. So, For sure, for sure. I would also add to that, I think doctored ships need to be uh, not just approachable, but uh, more obvious 
you know, I guess sometimes you get a Logi pilot who's never Logi before, and he doesn't show up with his prop body. He says, why would I need that? I'm not tackling anybody. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, Some sometimes your line pilots, uh, you know, they get told, fit out a Hurricane Logi like this, and they go, I don't think I like that medium micro warp on there. And they just yank it off. They don't know why it's there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Well, I think sometimes that doesn't get explained very well to people either, why uh, a doctrine is what a doctrine is. Um, I think sometimes it just doesn't get explained. People just say, oh, they just want me in that ship. Why? Well, here's why. You know, and I think right. I think it's every once in a while you need to take time for that. I, I do. I've seen questions where people say, hey, if an Armageddon is doctrine, can I bring my dummy? And it's like, well, it's not because they're drone, really. It's because of their mid-slots. And they go, oh, okay, I'll put a nude on my dummy. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're missing a point, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good uh, good one. Yeah, good one, Rambo. Yeah, the balance will change metas. New ones will be made. Old ones will fade. Or some may stay same. <laughs> I love you, buddy. Everything's going to change. It'll be the same. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> But he's also right. <laughs> Hope, ho- hopefully a little of column A, a little of column B. Hopefully we'll see lots of new cool stuff and nothing will be so overwhelmingly powerful that it dominates the meta. I love coming up against a fleet and not knowing what to expect. I mean, right now, drones, it's just so boring to jump into, oh, look, 30 more prophecy commands. Uh, it's getting stale. Yeah, I do like that the... the, the um... I mean, that, I think that's one of your biggest things that you need to do in a game like this when it comes to a balance patch, and that is to actually balance things. It's to make sure that, yeah, everybody's going to go to one meta or one specific ship, but not to make it to where you literally can't go to a whole host of other ships, right? Um, and that's what the word balance is there for, is to try to make the game more interesting, uh, more of a leveling, uh, a leveling the playing field, while at the same time giving certain ships the ability to do some things that others can't, but not making it to where one is so damn overpowered, i.e., interceptors. Although, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that it's so difficult to get a, hoard, a hold of uh, blueprints uh, from Mordu's Legion and Sisters of Eve, Sisters of Eve ships might be overpowered. Increased damage, increased hit points, increased analysis success rate. Thank you. Um, as well as uh, all-purpose uh, capacitor now on the nesters uh, is going to go up too. So I mean, they're they're kind of upping uh, that Astero as a as a nice little <laughs> quiet uh, bomber. Um, they're really upping its ability um, with the increased damage and HP. So I don't know, but if it wasn't for the fact that they're so expensive and hard to get a hold of, uh, that kind of changes things. So mm. well, if they're making them more popular. They're just going to drive the prices up. Uh, yeah. They are uh, increasing the bonuses for the Chimera and Thanatos, probably because those aren't getting flown, because everybody knows if you're going to fly the two best capital ships, it's a Nidhogger and a Nagelfor, and that's the end of that discussion. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm building a Phoenix for somebody right now, and I just shake my head as to why in the fuck is he flying? going to fly a Phoenix. <laughs> I just, oh, God. Because it looks cool. Well, did you ever fly one of those when it was the the capital ship thing was out? When you could fly one in the uh, the little war games thing? Did you ever I fly did. one of those? I flew each yeah. of all of them. Yeah, that was the worst. 
by the time you went from one missile, one cruise missile firing to the next one, I went to the bathroom, took a shit, got a brand new cup of coffee brewed, came back to the game. Oh, the second uh, missile has finally fired. I mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah, the last a... time I shot a uh, capital cruise missile, I think Obama was president. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that takes you back, doesn't it? <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it's too slow. It's too slow. And and sure, it applies the damage and all that. That's great. It's a, it's a little bit of a, a good shield, you know, tank to it. But other than that, it's horrible. Um, and every carry, every capital has um, capacitor issues. They all do. Even carriers have capacity, capacitor issues, even though the fighters don't use any capacitor. Um, so... So putting uh, anything on a ship that's going to use uh, use up your capacitor for your guns, like, i.e., the uh, Revelation with the lasers and the uh, Moros with the rail guns, is a little bit of a problem. Although, I'll make exception that um, the Revelation is fucking cool looking and a Moros is ugly as hell, but I love the damage output of rails. So, you know, I don't know. At that point, they're both tanky. Fly what you want. But well, well, if they're getting it balanced, uh, if if they're offering uh, you know more uh, different options that are viable, that's great. I mean, people aren't making really, I think, arbitrary choices with their capitals. It's not like no. me choosing an Omen Navy issue just because I like flying a loser ship. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. And people aren't flying a Moros because they like the looks of it. So. <laughs> Oh God, that's 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 got to be the ugliest space potato out there. Uh, it's really it's really close to the uh, what is it the Amicus co covert ops? I mean, they both look like uh, um, oh shit. What's that? Uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame type ships. <laughs> I mean, they really do. Morris so, got cancer. It's terrible. Yeah, poor guys. Just put them out of their misery. Okay, then for non-combat ships, they're making some changes here. Covert Ops, they've added one mid-slot for explorers. We talked about that to increase the success rate of exploration. Good job. You should have done that a long time ago. Venture 4, increased mobility and mining capacity. So I don't know what that means about increased mobility. Obviously, with mining capacity, that means their ore hold is going to be larger. That's great. But if the increased mobility means that I can actually use those in those uh, ore wells or compressed space, uh, that would be good. I will take that. Um, that means I'll probably use the, I'll, pull, I'll probably pull out the Venture 4 more uh, often as opposed to just putting medium rapids on it and using it that way. <laughs> if I would love for them to release some data that, that shows uh, how many of these Venture 4s are actually being used for what they're intended to be used for. It's got to be so I small. Think is Blue Wells. No, oh, it's got to be so small, though. I mean, the number of yeah. uses that, I mean, it's got to be small the cost of one of those versus a venture three or just taking your retriever into the well. I mean, don't take a covered <laughs> or two in They're too slow. Take, just take a retriever in, um, or even a procure. Really. I, I think the best, uh, barge for the, for the ore wells is a, is a procure in my mind. Mm -hmm. They're just yep. tanky and they move a little faster. And maybe this is why they address the coveters having increased mobility. Maybe they'll be able to move a little bit easier, and then you'll be able to use them all around. I don't know. Which, you know, the whole coveter coveter two thing is so stupid. Make coveter make a coveter a uh, tech nine ship and a coveter two a tech ten ship, and move on with life. So I have no idea why they put them in the same tech level. I mean, yeah. they, they're not even really that much more expensive for a coveter two. You know, don't waste your risk. Yeah. 
Then uh, transport ships, um, and they made some changes there, increased special cargo hold capacity, okay, whatever. But here's the real kicker. This is what's going to change people's gameplay a little bit. Um, the Sigil 2 has got to be, and I, don't, I only know this anecdotal, but the Sigil 2 has got to be the fastest hauler in the game. Uh, I almost outrun interceptors in their current state right now. I almost no outrun them. I, I'll, I mean, it's crazy. I will start. An interceptor will start. We'll go 20 jumps, both of us at the exact same time, and I am only behind him by four seconds, five seconds. Wow. Yeah, it's an, it's insane. And now, inside of a Sigil 2, you'll be able to hold uh, not just the uh, structure parts, but capital ship components as well in your structure hold for a Sigil 2. So, uh, and uh, let's see. Yeah, so structure parts and com and capital ship components can now go in the structure hold. So that's nice uh, because before, I forget what I was having to do with the uh, cap parts, but I don't think I was able to uh, stick them in the, I know I was Stick them in a freighter, you know, that's, that's how everybody does it. Yeah, God, the freighters. <laughs> Useless. That's another thing they need to do. The freighters really need to have high slots. They really need to have mid slots. Um, <laughs> they really need to have low slots. They need to just have some slots. I mean, other than just the damn uh, rigs. Hmm. So they need micro warp drives. They need uh, shield. You know, they, they, they need something. Do something to them. So some high slots. Put some uh, put some small lasers in there and shoot mm -hmm. off your uh, off your uh, interceptors. Yep. Now they go. Let's see. We'll talk about uh, what they're doing with large weapons, uh, rail guns. Um, some of their statistics. I, I don't know why they're buffing rail guns. I don't know why they're making them uh, track better. I, I don't get that on. Uh, Rifled rails will have increased tracking speed. Okay. That means they're going to apply more DPS. Same thing with pulse lasers. Increased damage. Uh, beam lasers. Reduce the tracking speed. Because, you know, beam lasers, beam lasers just tracked so well already. So well. Yeah. So uh, cruise missiles and torpedoes will have an increased flight velocity. I honestly don't. I, I, out of all of those, I think the only thing there that's actually going to make any kind of change into the overall meta of the game other than maybe who wants to rat with what just by personal choices is the rifled railguns uh, increased tracking speeds on the large rifled railguns like i said i think a rook might make a comeback into uh into fleet uh, doctrine somewhere um it would make sense to me especially if you're going into more and more brawl fleets um instead of kiting and kiting becomes a no-no um because because drones I, I see that being a uh I see that being a possibility. And then they go in and talk about, uh, well, yeah, they say it in two places, increased tracking speed. Then they say increased tracking speed and damage. Oh, oh this, is the, this is the capital this size. This is the capital stuff. You're right, you're right, yeah. So yeah, yeah. X large. I don't know why they just can't call that capital size. Come on, Nettie's. <laughs> uh, so that gets increased uh, speed and damage, which is great because everything, uh, every single one of these fittings, tracking speed is shit. Um but I don't know. I don't know. I'm of two minds. Do we really want them to have high angular weapons in this game for for dreadnoughts? I think it's okay to put the short range um, guns on here. I don't like the idea of a dreadnought picking a any single subcap without having any friendly fleet backup and saying, I'm shooting you. I mean, they, these are supposed to be fleet support ships, really. Kind of like pulling a tank into a land war. It's not supposed to be something where you just blitz across the ground and 
shoot everything with gigantic weapons, you're supposed to have smaller ship backup. Hiding their weapons, I think, is uh, a little too much of that. Hmm. I mean, because if you do that, then it just makes everybody race to the next biggest thing. You kind of unbalance you, things that way. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, going to have to have that rock, paper, scissors. I mean, the smallest ships, I think, used to be in EVE Online, the uh, counter to the bigger, bigger ships, the biggest ships. So, right, right. You know, uh, if they stick with that progression, that uh, out of a, what's that old board game, Stratego, where the uh, yep, the best character in the game was beat by the the scout or whatever, the spy, you know, the spy. Yep, I love that game. So we'll see. We'll see um, if they're making changes to these extra large weapons. Uh, I mean, it looks like it looks like uh, the uh, strike cannons. Down in damage. Does this mean Nidhoggers are going to be the, uh, or range Nidhoggers going to be the uh, lowest, uh, lowest damage dealing uh, dreadnought? Maybe. Uh, the Nagalfar, yeah, with the strike cannons, yeah, because they reduce the or damage. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they say they reduce, they, they add more damage, or what is it? Deal more damage than they should. Well, according to who? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, maybe, maybe they're just reading their statistics. Who's, who's you know, putting a strike? Everybody's yeah, but I mean, who's putting fucking strike cannons on a, on the dread anyway? That just asking to die. It should be auto cannons. Yeah, on the Nagafar, you should have auto cannons, not strike cannons. I've seen them used really effectively. Yeah, uh, you know, sitting at at really decent range, and then just picking a ship out there, saying, "Hey, you're outside of the bubble. Cuff flap. He's gone." True. That's true. In those situations, yeah. I mean, there's a situation for everything. That's what's nice about the game, mm. right? There's a situation for everything. Right. Then they're doing some changes to sniper mode. Uh, and maybe this will bring um, precision over damage. I don't – the DPS remains low. The precision is higher. The range is farther, but the DPS remains low. It still follows the principle precision over damage. Okay. I, they, they don't actually say what the hell they're changing there necessarily, but I, I get I, maybe that's what they're doing is they're just making sniper mode be able to hit more with less damage. I don't know. Um, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to actually push the sniper mode on my uh, on my Omen sniper uh, once for the first time ever and see <laughs> what it does. I mean, maybe instead of having kite fleets with drones, we have kite fleets with sniper modes, you know, or, or just being able to hit somebody at 150 um, you know, Tornadoes 2s and Oracle 2s are decent ships, and both of those are getting nerfed a little. Well, I guess the Oracle 2 is, uh, but the Tornado's not. The Oracle 2 is because large uh, lasers are getting nerfed So, for their right. DPS. So maybe an Oracle 2 will be another thing that you see uh, coming into the meta. And then, of course, we'll have to look at how to counter that, um, whether that's with Morology on your shield field, uh, more speed to go track them down <laughs> and run them over uh, or just being able to tank them and not worry about their increased output. I don't know. So they talk about armor shields, age old problem, which one to use. We've already discussed that. <clears throat> I don't think any of these changes that they're making are going to necessarily mean that someone's going to suddenly switch their entire doctrine over to armor. I, I don't see it. I don't see that. It's, it's going to be up to real... Uh, <clears throat> It's going to have to still be, I think, a real specific use case mm -hmm. to totally switch over your doctrine. If you find the way your fleet, your members like to fly happens to match this new armor, 
thing, then sure. But I don't think it's going to be for everybody. I don't think we're going to see giant... I don't think we're going to see the biggest of the alliances out there making changes. Maybe for small groups that like to fly a certain way. Maybe, maybe. Oh, Damon says uh, you can't warp when you're in sniper or uh, siege mode. I didn't think you could before, honestly. I thought you had to come out of those modes in order to warp, but okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> Then they go into um, this heat sink, <laughs> eight heat sinks. <laughs> so they're nerfing all of that where they make it harder for you to be putting in multiple modules. Did they necessarily come in here, though, and say that, and I think this only applies to people doing PVE and probably those high-sec islands that they're trying to ban everybody from. Mm. Um, I mean, is that really a good strategy in a PVP situation to have a glass cannon like that? Not really. I don't think so. I think that's just asking for death. So... <laughs> Maybe this changes a bit of the old uh, tornado idea, the, the sniper tornadoes with the large micro-warp drive, where they used to hit their tracking computers and get the extreme bonuses for one shot and one shot only. I like the idea of not relying on your fit to do one thing once, and then your fit doesn't do what it does anymore. I yeah. like that this is having a passive, passive more, active less. I kind of dig in it. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I mean, it's going to decrease your power consumption a little bit. And so maybe you can kind of play with how you balance these uh, different modules out for what they're doing. Um, I don't know. I, I think overall, all of these changes um, kind of go towards more DPSs being applied across the board. And you're going to have to tank more across the board. Whether you look at this, this, the velocity all being uh, nerfed down, mm -hmm. damages being buffed up. I mean, overall, that's that's the entire that the entirety of what this patch is doing. It's it's increasing the amount of DPS uh, being put out. Maybe it's going to make our fleet battles faster. Maybe it Maybe. won't. But uh, I mean, I don't mind an all-day CTA if I want to, but if I'm being forced into one just because it's you know, two 50-man fleets that are perfectly set up with giant bubbles and we sit and orbit each other for three hours. <laughs> oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is a mobile game. Yes, I could take it with me to the grocery store, but it's kind of weird when I'm giving fleet command orders uh, while sitting at the bar. People are saying, excuse me, are you talking to me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, uh... Okay, so what do we think, too, about these armor plates, batteries, and shield extenders? I'm okay for them saying these are emergency modules because that's what they're originally designed for. I've never been a fan of trying to put three or four plates or three or four shield extenders on uh, to try to make sure that I just rotate those, and that's all you're doing is hitting my increase instead of actually hitting my real plates or my real shields. Uh, I've never really been a fan of that. Um, it works, but whatever. Like especially on a, an abandon, uh, all those pilots are going to have to change their setups at this point with the way this is being nerfed. But I really don't like the idea of yes, a battery's there for an emergency, but I can't have two or three of them anymore to be able to overpower a large uh, shield boost or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that one. I I kind of have two minds of. I get where they're going with it. Uh, I see how it's going to change things. Uh, I don't like the whole battery thing, especially when it comes down to cap batteries, as in capital batteries. That's a whole nine yards difference, if, right? Yeah, if if they significantly change this and it messes with the caps, our cap plants are going to scream. You know, if yeah. if this changes the way this ship flies for them, that's a that's 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 a major drawback. 
Now, I do like the idea that it sounds like active repping is going to make a bit of a comeback mm-hmm. rather than just uh, plate, 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 plate. Um, maybe we'll see some uh, some more Myrmidons on the field. Or, or what's that uh, what's that double repper? Uh, uh, I think it's is it the Roke or is it the uh, Hyperion that people like to double rep? I think it's a Hyperion, right? Well, whichever of those has the, yeah. has the bonus to active repping, I'd like to see some more active rep ships actually <laughs> get their time to shine. Maelstrom, yeah. The Maelstrom, yep. Yeah, Maelstrom or Hyperion, but yeah, I was thinking the Maelstrom, but I wasn't sure. I, I haven't, I have not. I, <laughs> I made that joke about you know someone gave uh, Rambo a free Maelstrom, and then I went and built and fit, had our guys build three of them. We went and fitted all three of those, uh, and then we moved them into staging areas, and I never got to fly any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I still have yet to fly a damn maelstrom. Uh, anyway, um, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm all lasers in game, which is a problem anymore. Uh, but anyway, so you've got a laser problem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I love the nightmare, but you can't rat with the nightmare. I love my carrier, but you can't necessarily always rat with a carrier. So what do I have for? What do I have that I can do to rat in right now? Nothing. I've got nothing. So, so I got to figure out that, and I don't necessarily want it to be an Apox striker. I just don't. I don't know something about that. Something about the Apox I don't like. So, I had an Abaddon, uh, but I sold that in order to help pay for my carrier. So, yeah, whatever. So Most of those Abaddons were were super popular when they first uh, we first hit T ten, and they were they were ooh look an Abaddon. Now it's like, I I give the same reaction ooh look an Abaddon because I don't see him anymore. It's so rare. Yeah, it is. I mean, they're tanky. I had mine with three plates. That's the one. <laughs> I did go and put three plates on that sucker because that was the only way to really do it and be able yeah. to tank. Yeah. Um, the, the active uh, armor repair just wasn't enough, even though it was dual. It just You just right. couldn't. The cap wasn't enough and all that. So, so one thing uh, that was absent in this whole thing is everybody's learned over the last week, except for one exception, um, is that there's no industry information in here about how things are going to change as far as that goes. Um, that's because that's coming in May still. I think we've all learned that by now. That's good. But they did make a comment in here about ore compression. And they're doing this ahead of, this is very smart, Netties. This is actually the one thing in here, too, that I think is very smart and not a lot of people are talking about. Mm-hmm. So the Rorke, uh, the Rorkel comes out next month as part of the industry update. And all we know about the industry update so far is that that ship is coming, the Noctis is coming, the, uh, what's the one that starts with the P? The uh, porpoise. The porpoise is coming. Yep. And this so-called uh, tracking beam thing is supposed to be coming as part of that. Um, now I remember hearing that a way back, and I haven't heard much more about it other than it was coming. But it, the uh, the thing we got now was going to come first. Then the tractor beam thing was going to come next. Uh, and last I heard, it was coming as part of this industry uh, update. And if you don't know, on the Rourke wool, um, you can compress ore right on the ship. So as you're sitting in a mining field, and these are, from what I'm hearing from the devs, the Orca, which is also coming, um, is not going to have any mining, actual mining capability at all. It's just a mining boost. It's a foreman, uh, the foreman link or whatever they call it, uh, is just going to be boosting the miners. It's going to be a hauler because it's going to have a huge ore hold or huge hold anyway, to haul the ore on and off grid, in which case then you lose your boost, so that's weird. But it is not going to have the ability to put mining strip mining lasers on them. So the Rorqual, though, 
does. And that's where your capital mining lasers are going to be coming in. And these things will probably, in their capital ships, the Orca is not a capital ship, but the Oracle is. <clears throat> and they're probably going to suck down these belts so damn fast and have take up so much room. That's why you have ore compression right there on the ship. And that's why the ore compression uh, is coming out now. Uh, well, it's already it's been out for a while, but they're they're increasing the effectiveness of the skill starting now. So I can't wait to get on this. That's one of the things I'm going to do on the server when we get on the test server this weekend is see just how better, how much better, how much less fuel it's taking uh, to do ore compression. And so as a tip to everybody ahead of the test server, and don't do it even though you go into the test server and you see, okay, well, this is what they changed. I really like that. Now I'm going to hop back over to the game. I'm going to use all my Lazarus units, and I'm going to reskill everything right now. Don't do that. Because just because you're seeing it over on the test server does not mean it's going to be exactly that on uh, the real server when they go to roll it out here later this month, especially if they actually listen to us and take into account some of these things we're saying and make a few tweaks. So uh, you know, all these extra uh, Lazarus units or banking your SP and all of that, just hold off. That's my little pro tip here. Hold off on respecking until we know for sure what's going to land where because it's going to change. I guarantee you something somewhere is going to change. Even from the standpoint of we don't have numbers on some of these buffs and nerfs yet. We don't have exact percentages yet. So, you know, if, if oh, it's a buff, it's going to be better. Okay, great. I'm going to skill into that. Well, it's a 1.5% buff. whoop de freaking do That's not enough to mean anything. So... <laughs> So, but I'm excited about compression. I'm excited about um, uh, the industry changes that come too. And I think with the compression side of things, that should yet again shake up the ore market a little bit to where now when we're starting to see this little bit of a pressure, prices going up uh, because we're getting pressure on supply, uh, now we'll have a little bit more free flow of materials around because you're having an easier time transporting them. That's my thoughts on that. Uh, da, 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 da. And then, of course, we talk about the pulse bomb please ban drones from siege battles so <laughs> what a statement <laughs> this is pretty funny i mean you know you're having black screen problems you know you're having connection issues on the client side when there's a lot of data on the field because it's not just 100 ships with five drones each it's 600 ships according to the math and how they have to position everything and run it and I get that that's server load, and I get that their time dilation thing isn't working quite right because there's not someone physically there to watch it and flip a switch, which is retarded, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> but I find it odd that their way to counter this <laughs> is to blow the drones up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they're not smart bombs, smart bombs. They're just pulse bombs. They're just pulses. I do like, though, that they're affecting drones and they're affecting fighters, that they have a radius to them. We don't know what the radius is yet, but they're not affecting frigates and they're not affecting cruisers and they're not affecting, you know, they're only affecting drones and they're only affecting fighters. So I wonder if this is going to affect uh, uh, rally point uh, fighters. You know, can you go in there and, you know, blap away all the uh, yeah all the fighters? That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, I would think so. Why wouldn't they? But I don't know. And they don't really say, I, I love this. This is, the, this is another one of their great lines. Large scale module specifically designed for the shield system of drones and fighters. <laughs> As in they're just there to strip the shields. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that's not what they mean. I mean, if these things can only strip the shields and they mean nothing, and we're right back to where we started. 
Um, but uh, I guarantee you they'll they'll blow them up. You might just need a few, which is why this your your doctrine will change to where you've got a pulse bomb in one of your high slots for the large this, battleships. This particular section of this entire update uh, strikes me as the least. Um, professionally written. I think somebody <laughs> is doing a poor job of translating something here, yeah. or perhaps writing it hastily. I, I suspect that, that of all the things they've mentioned, this is the least accurate of what they meant to say. Yeah. Because this, this whole thing just doesn't strike me as what they're intending to do. I mean, they're saying anti-drone. I don't think they really intend to just mess with drones. And then just, just the way they write it, saying things like several professional anti-drone ships <laughs> will become the new stars in the battlefield. Okay, okay. But it's just a, it's 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 odd and clunky. I think we're going to see more, more, more than what this lets on. I think we're just, if we dig into this one, like we dig into the rest of the paragraphs, I think we're going to be a little disappointed. And one of their very last lines is, a huge number of drones could be tackled to a certain extent and the fluency of the battle will, will be improved. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, take it with a grain of salt. I think it's a little bit of English going on. Stop smoking the pot when you type these patch notes up. What the? F <laughs> I mean, just for a minute, Snacks, just for a minute. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. Um, and whatever their range is will also be very interesting because you can always counter that. Um, you know, there are rigs and modules that make it to where your fighters and your drones are hitting their target at a longer distance than the five or seven or 10 kilometers that they're already doing at right off the gate, right? Your skills improve that, your rigs improve that. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> Snacks like, nope, not stopping the, <laughs> keep smoking, Snacks. Keep mining. He's a mining fool. Uh, anyway, Okay. Um, I mean, really, the, those are some of the major things. There's still a few other little things here, here at the bottom. There's a Lazarus unit giveaway. We all kind of know what's going on with that. If you have any questions about that, just put that in the chat. I'll answer them for you. But Lazarus units are what they are. It's, and it is a one-to-one. -one. So uh, I happened to buy a little bit of R a couple of days ago. And then when the Lazarus things came out, I did get an email yesterday. Then I got 3 million Lazarus units. That does translate into 3 million skill points that I can just freely reskill into. So it is a one-to-one -one for the Lazarus units versus the uh, versus the skill reset, skill to skill. So all good there. Um, I don't know how much I don't during the event and what they're gonna. They haven't said anything with that, so we'll see how much they give out. I don't need to really reskill anything else. I won't be able to fly anything if I do. Um, and then the corporation management updates. This is hysterical. So this is this is the funniest part of the whole thing. When the corporation leader is offline for more than 21 days, corporation members can initiate a vote to change the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, there are dead corporations in this game, and you can just take them over. I think that's fantastic. I mean, this 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 can be a really useful thing uh, mm -hmm. for, uh, uh, you know, corps that maybe are very active but have just had something happen. To their CEO, yeah. Maybe they've maybe they've suddenly gone off to college or something to tell anybody. Maybe they've gone off to war. Who knows? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's helpful. I just I also I, I find this kind of funny. Like, how can we keep our guy from logging on? <laughs> you know, it's right. kind of funny. Kind Call of funny. his boss. Uh, hey, he's been playing. Uh, he's been playing these video games, and he should have been working. <laughs> 
I did tell the story of, of calling a guy at his work one day, getting his boss on the phone. <laughs> that was pretty good. What do you What do you want? What are you doing? Well, your state, your 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 uh, outpost is in fucking low power, dude. Get some fuel in it. <laughs> that was great. I've got a I've got a friend. I won't say his name live here. And if you if you guys in chat know it, please don't say it. But this this guy sells uh, coffee online. And I used to uh, I used to spam his spam his coffee as we're flying around. Hey, go go buy this coffee brand. And I name dropped him once, and he was like, "Please don't ever say it's related to me, because if somebody you know leaves a review, hey, so and so is uh, leading a fleet gaming <laughs> during working hours, blah blah blah." He's like, "Don't do it. Don't dox me, bro." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I do find it interesting how many of us play this game while we're working. <laughs> My favorite is is all the truckers out there. It goes out to you, uh, Solmar and Netshade. Uh-huh. All the truckers out there playing with you know four tablets Velcroed to their dash while they're doing eighty five mile an hour down the highway. Yeah, you know, Sleepy Gary doing the same thing. Love it. Yep. It it does give me a lot of new gray hairs in my beard every time I hear that uh, close proximity warning going off in Solmar's <laughs> truck. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right so i mean that's the majority of of the uh the big palette the big balance uh update coming i mean a lot of stuff oh look at that damon nice i like that setup yep those are big buttons to push <laughs> so i tell uh, you what we'll do you, since we've got uh yeah can you play eve on that um we're gonna unmute bradrick and we're gonna unmute damon zell See what kind of feedback they have. Um, see if I can do it. Oh, I can. Look at that. I've just unmuted both of you. Anything you guys want to add to what's coming up, how it's going to change things, what you're going to do to change things uh, with this balance patch, or are you just waiting and seeing and excited for uh, Saturday? <laughs> I am reserving all comments until after the test server because I got a feeling these numbers are going to shock everybody. You think the numbers are going to be high or low? At least give me that. Um, it, it, it just like with interceptors, for instance, they said they changed DPS and flight velocity for the most part. Yeah. How they change DPS is what's going to matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I get the argument of not taking a high slot away and just lowering their DPS. But if you do that, is the DPS going to be lowered enough? That, that thing. Is yeah. it really so, going to I mean, change anything? The way I did the math, I felt like getting rid of their bonuses for like the 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 thing the thing that people don't realize or maybe they do I don't know, but it's always struck been you know really striking to me that the DPS bonuses on interceptors is just insanity. It, yeah. They're just really really high, and I think if you got rid of that, you would actually level it out. Because when you look at assault frigates, they have DPS bonuses too, but nowhere near what interceptors have. So. So when That's you say level it, do you mean just take them out completely where they get no bonuses to DPS? Right. Well, their bonuses should be tackle and speed. Exactly. Exactly. You can leave the slots as they are, and if you remove those bonuses and replace those bonuses with just tackle bonuses and maybe speed bonuses for the ships and stuff like that, make them ut- utility ships that just do tackling and chasing. Why yeah. Why do they have 50% bonuses on their guns? That's insane. Unnecessary. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm behind that. I mean, that's really what they are: scouts and tackles. Just make them scouts and tackles. That's what they're for. 
Yeah, they can still have weapons to defend themselves. I'm not saying sure. do what they did to destroyers because that made the interdiction interdiction destroyers that made them way worse and unused because we changed the slots. If you leave the slots alone, you just get rid of those bonuses. They still got firepower. You can still get 50, 50 scepters is still 50 scepters if they have three slots. Sure. It's, they're not going to change that part. But fit that, that DPS that they have, it, it just strictly comes from their bonuses. Like if you go and do the math and you just take out the bonuses, they got regular DPS. Yeah, yeah. I really wish they would have done more to the destroyers as well. I wish they would have really bumped up their, their DPS. I know why they, they do they have. They have no plans on buffing destroyers right now. Uh, Dev even said so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know why they didn't, though. I know why they didn't, and I understand because they're fun to fly. What they didn't want to do is sometimes when you have two things that are struggling with balance, and you buff one and nerf another, you actually just double buffed one. Yeah, yeah. You, you exactly. see what I'm saying? I do. So, I do. I get that. Yeah. That's why they didn't do it. I can see a book coming in the future after they figure out where interceptors kind of fall, where frigates kind of fall, where how the current destroyers are dealing with interceptors now that they're nerfed. And I guess we need to well, see what this actual speed thing is going to be. If a destroyer can actually keep up with an, with an interceptor at this point, then maybe the destroyers are powerful enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, if you consider it, the interceptor's got a double speed nerf, uh, one from the skills, one for the ship itself. Yeah. Right. So no more yeah, you, 8,000 meters a second. <laughs> well, what you'll have if you're not careful with balancing is you'll have a seesaw effect. You'll just keep having really bad metals, really bad metals, really bad metals. So what you want to kind of do is, okay, what's what's the meta right now? Okay, let's bring that down a notch. And I think that's what they did. They, they, they tackled the interceptor issues or tried to. They attempted to make a change there. They made a change with Guardians. They made a change with Drones. Those are big changes to actual feet yep. fighting BVP metals. Speed so, DPS, yep. Yeah, so look, we got, they got to get on the test server, and I encourage everybody get on the test server when the test server opens. Get in fleet fights, get in one v ones, just get in fights. Just give them data. Destroy a lot of ships during the test server being open. Just bang stuff up so they can look at those numbers because I think that's going to help a lot in making the final decision on how things fall. And then go fill not, out that not, form. Yes. Yes, fill out the form. Fill out the form. But the nice thing is when we get the when we get the test server on the ninth, and uh, we should be getting the full patch around the thirteenth. At least that's what they told us. Oh, on the really? ninth, okay. when they, yeah, the 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 test server is only going to be up for a few days. It's not going to be like it was where it was up for you know a week before, and then the patch came two weeks after. Uh, they're telling us right up that the patch is going to be around the thirteenth. Wow. And the test server is up on the ninth. Um. But at least on the ninth, we will have the numbers, percentage-wise, of exactly what changes are being done to the ships. Whereas they kind of just hinted, oh, you know, Dromulus are going to get uh, a damage increase. Uh, this ship's going to get a damage increase. We'll have the numbers, percentage-wise, on that time, at that date. Okay, okay. Well, that's good. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, I didn't think it was going to come that damn fast. So they're not going to have any time to implement any changes we want from any feedback we give them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see a question right here. It says, when do we get the rewards from inscription? <laughs> if you want to talk about waiting long, just just ask Honk how long they had to wait for their medals. Or, or when the caps came out, ask the people how long they had to wait for their medals, Yeah, uh, their in-game medals. Uh, I mm. think it was like, what, four months? Long time. 
I'm waiting for that too because we'll I got something coming on we'll that one as well. Probably be on season four. Not much done. We'll be on season four or five uh, of the next inscription before we get those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll take a while, man. Then I'm waiting for two snacks because I'm I'm right in there with you on that one. So I don't know what I got, but I got something coming on it. So that'll be cool. Something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. I just want my carrier. Uh, Nanocore, that's what I want. So, Oh, they are coming. Uh, I, yep. I, I did forget. That's going to be in this week's uh, game news. Uh, the devs did say they are working more events. They are bringing Capital Nanocores back. Uh, that's awesome. Probably within, right around the patch time or maybe just after the patch, the Cap Nanocores will be coming back. Oh, that quick. So this month as well. Damn. This is a huge month, guys. I'm super excited. I mean, there hasn't been... Uh... <laughs> Nice snacks. Uh, there has I don't know. When was the last time I was this excited about everything? Well, probably last year at the one-year anniversary and then with Capitals coming out. Um, this is great. It's a great time, guys. I'm excited about it. So uh, anything else you guys want to cover? Any other questions we have for tonight? Balance patch, everything else? we got Bradrick. We've got Damon Zell on. If you want to ask them a question, type in chat. They'll answer it uh, in chat or right here. They're still unmuted, whatever. Rosalind, you got anything else you want to add, or are we about done to wrap it up? We're going on over two hours here. It's pretty good. I mean, I think I want to I want to encompass kind of everything we've talked about tonight is is invite your friends back because there's so much fun stuff. Big changes coming, and get them to join TF. Is that is that what's going on? Here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Do, do your part. Uh, travel down to your local recruiting office and enlist today. We need soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> become a citizen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hans, uh, that was April Fool's, buddy. Citizenship. Yeah, sir. Oh, yeah, the one-to-one buyback, it, 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 if it sounded too good to be true uh, or too sensible, then you know it was not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Total April Fool's. So, And, Damon, we love you. Ignore the hate mail you're getting for joining Terran Federation. <laughs> oh, I don't mind. I don't care that I left Terran Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've always been uh, – you guys – even people inside Genesis were even commenting after I left, like, like if you heard any of his videos, you knew how long he's been waiting for this to happen. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, with that, uh, I guess we will end the show, and we're going to end it with this Terran Federation ad again, uh, just as we started it, in case you came on late uh, and didn't pick it up. We're going to play it again. For uh, Rambo's sake, uh, how do you pronounce Tehran? Is it T-Rain? Or- T-Rain? T Ron, <laughs> T to the R to the Ran. <laughs> Here it is, backed by popular demand that no one asked for. Sixteen months ago, our beloved Federation was shattered. Not from the bug menace chittering throughout the stars of Fountain, but from ourselves. In that time when cooler heads should have prevailed, they instead fanned the flames of self-immolation, scattering our citizens to the most ambitious alliances in the region. And with their newfound strength, many of those alliances wielded our citizens, diamonds forged under the relentless pressure of the bug menace, to eradicate each other. And from this arose an underground network of stalwart citizens who once again yearned of the days of old. Events were put into motion, stages were set, and the whispers of the return of our glorious Federation were used to distract the brain bugs in Delve. While many of our former troopers spearheaded the assaults, burning their hives around them, until likewise, 
they collapsed from the same internal pressure that fermented amongst our commanders and fountain. Today, troopers and citizens of our beloved Terran race, we return. This is an all-points bulletin to any and all troopers logged out, patiently waiting to engage the largest login trap in the history of New Eden. The time is now. Install the latest update, dust off your Vexler Navy issue, and join us as we sweep our ancestral home of latent nests, hives, and colonies. If the first fountain wars were considered the golden age of New Eden, then let this be our renaissance. Come on, apes! Do you want to live forever? Do your part. Join a Terran Federation Corporation today and become a citizen. Service guarantees citizenship. Ah, it's just lovely. I love that. That's good. That's good stuff. Done very well. That's it for Echoes of New Eden for this week. Make sure you're back next week for our third round of Jeopardy. Massive money prizes isk being doled out for the third round. And if you make it through that one and win, you'll be playing in the championship round against Snacks and Rosalind himself. The winner of the championship round is going to win a Dreadnought. I repeat, a Dreadnought is going to be handed out to the winner of the final championship round of Jeopardy. And you can't get into it unless you win next week's show. So be here, uh, X up in local <laughs> when we get ready for it. And uh, you too uh, have a chance to win that Dreadnought. There'll be other ships in that final round as well. A Mercurial, a Balgorn, a Providence Freighter, and an Armageddon. All four of those will be won during the match of the championship round on top of that Dreadnought. Do not miss it. Tell everybody about it. Be here over the next two weeks. It's going to be a hell of a ride seeing who wins that. On top of all the other things going on in the next two weeks. War, patch, balance, all these cool things. So hell of a time to be flying everybody. So fly dangerous. And we'll see you next week.